Hi, this is Christopher Walken. You're listening to two guys that are weird. They got strange voice patterns. If you listen to the pattern, it's off. It's like I got a fever, and it's only cure. It's the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Come on. <laughs> More cowbell, please. Due to the adult subject matter of the following program, some listeners may find the content offensive, outrageous, or unsuitable. You know like religious freaks, uptight losers, or little wussy mama's boys. Please listen responsibly. You're listening to The Vocal Minority with Nick Reynolds and Steve Harness. <laughs> mm. Hot. How much time? You're on. Mm. I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotchy scotch scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. That is good. You're on the air. How are you? You look awfully nice today. Maybe don't wear a bra next time. How much time until we're on? What? We're on the air right now. Mm. I'm ready. Are you ready? I think we're as ready as we're going to be today. It's the vocal minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski. I can't believe I'm doing this with my pants off. Uh, it's all right, brother. Most people just listen to a podcast so they can't even see you. So feel be free. Natural. Feel free, Brewski. Let it all hang out, sir. Yeah. Welcome back to the program. Of course, you can find all our socials, and we hope you'll do that at thevocalminority.net. Yep. That's our website thing. And uh, we have things there that help you find us. And uh, I discovered uh, the awkward way that now, um, if you Google, uh, I don't know, if you Google my name, Nick's name, uh, I don't know about you, Bruce, I haven't tried it, but uh, with the word podcast, Google actually has us now pinned to the top of the page. Like we're in a, got a little, uh, little, little blurb about us. Yeah, like when you Google a real thing, you know, Google pins it up there and says, you know, here's this company and here's their website and all that. Now it has us pinned up there as a uh, comedy podcast with links to everything. So how fantastic is that, dude? Thank you, yeah. Google. Congratulations! Right. It's complicating my life, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. So. And we're oh. celebrating milestones. Don't uh, don't write it off as something not deserved, Steve. No, <laughs> hey, we've earned it by directing hundreds of people across the interwebs <laughs> <laughs> to find it. Dude, I was oh, yeah. listening to something this morning on TikTok, and it was this uh, girl. They were doing an interview, and I can't, I don't remember, I, I don't even know who it was, but she was talking about how she had started an OnlyFans page. Oh. And they were doing the math on. What were you if, Googling? <laughs> no, I wasn't Googling. This was on TikTok. Okay. So I was just scrolling through videos, but they were doing an interview with this girl who had just started an OnlyFans, and she was talking about how. Basically, I can't remember the exact number, but she had like uh, 1,800 subscribers a month at $25 and 30 bucks a month. And she was talking about making close to six figures a month just off, you know, that few people. And I thought to myself, geez, dude, we got to be able to monetize something before this completely blows up. Right. I'll show my nipples. Do yeah, I need to, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> there you go, a little. I was going to say, I mean, uh, I guess I'm willing to do the show naked if it uh, monetizes this quicker. <laughs> be fantastic. We're certainly just jerking around here anyways, so I, I know some people are into that. Wasn't Aaron Carter at the end of his life now uh, making money that way? Yeah, that was, oh, man. Really? He would put it out. Hey, I'm doing uh, just a stroking off session Friday at midnight or whatever, and he made a ton of money off it. I know oh. porn is all about niche stuff, so there's... 
got to be pasty mid 40 something year old white dudes jerking off search results coming up right well you, you know that there's a woman named ms fluff and she's a very large woman probably i'd say four four and a half bills yeah that's and, very large oh, yeah and she, <laughs> and she and she gets paid to put on clothes that are too small for her to wear and then kind of move so that like they rip <laughs> and like her fat pokes through Wow. Like Chris Farley when he would do the big guy in a little jacket bit. Oh yeah, yeah, fat guy yeah. in a little coat. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, but you know they oh, want to see, they want to get a vision of that um, exquisite back fat. I guess the uh, the interweb depresses me when I see some of these videos that have millions of views. I'm just like, how the fuck are you getting millions of views? And we're over here going, hey, we got ten thousand views. That's awesome. <laughs> some dumbass video gets millions. Brewski and someone... I could uh, definitely pull off something. Brewski, this is what I this is what I do know. This is okay. factual. Don't okay. don't try and take that away from me, Steve. Yeah, okay. okay, I've been fact checking you a lot of late, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> if you and I, you you know what belly play is, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is just I don't. Uh, please describe. <laughs> please describe it. All right. This is finding a large woman like Brewski was talking about. You know, three, yeah. three and a half, four bills, and simply just like playing with the stomach, like making oh. waves out of it and stuff oh. like that. Brewski and I could do that tomorrow, dude. We find, uh, you know, a little hot Betty to oh. belly play us a little bit. Oh. So you're offering up your belly? Yes, dude. I might as well make something out of it. Is what that a thing? Are there guys out there offering up the belly play? Or is this a female exclusive category i've never seen a a man do belly play dude we could be pioneers yeah but but the problem is the people who are going to be into um male belly play they also want you to be hairy too because i like those big hairy bear guys and i'm i'm the least hairy individual you guys probably will ever meet i'm out too dude i just don't have a lot of hair on my body not a thing yeah i don't either i guess there goes that although that could be a niche though right hairless belly play this is yeah. true on yeah, middle-aged white dudes we're learning that there's a kink for everybody dude so i mean when pandemic yeah. hit uh i think it was i'm not going to say it was a phenomenon but i will say that a <laughs> lot of women took to taking picture of their feet right to sell feet pictures oh, it actually goes on right now too on yeah. dating on, on dating apps yeah right, we but, talked about that it's a weird thing i don't know why they do that. Uh, yeah, when the know. pandemic hit there was somewhat of a phenomenon of just like regular girls doing this because who cares they're our feet right and then yeah. only fans started to really take off and uh i don't know maybe you could still get some feet pictures I remember when the bubble burst a few years back, we were having economic troubles. Uh, the Moonlight Bunny Ranch, which is located somewhat near for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can give you directions how to get there if you'd like to know. Nice. Uh, they, uh, they put out a press release saying that we are no longer accepting applications. We have so many women that want to come work here uh, that we're just we're, we're stopping applications. So Dennis I get Hoff it. lived a good life, dude. I mean, uh, he's dead now, right? Yes. yes. Uh, he lived a good life, dude. I mean, really, he did. Don't you he- think? He won an election dead. He yes. Did. I Only am person to ever do it, right? Mm, I don't know about that, actually. There's been, a, I think, a couple of people that pulled that off. But well, he I think was a Republican, I, and yeah, he was dead and won. I think Chuck Grassley came. Oh, no, actually, he's not dead. He's just close to it. <laughs> it looks like it. All I know is uh, I often question my career choices when I see people making money off uh, OnlyFans and porn sites and all of these things. I uh, I talked to a woman here in town that I've uh, known for a while. Um Nick, you know her. She used to work at uh, one of the restaurants in town and voice commercials for us. And 
Yeah. She told me, you know, I got a new job. And I'm like, oh, hey, what kind of job? She's like, uh, it's a technology company. Like, oh, okay, cool. And I started prodding a little further. I'm like, what What kind of, I was like, what's the name of the company? And she, she told me whatever the name was. I was like, I've never heard of that tech company. And she's like, well, you know, we operate under different names. And she's like, okay, it's a porn company. We do live porn, you know, webcams. And she works from home and she says, I'm making really good money. It's actually based out of Seattle. And uh, she said they travel me around. And Is she doing like, the porn? They, are they hiring? No, she's doing uh, some sort of, you know, I don't know, IT work on the company but she said i i asked her i was like you don't have to see porn do you she's like oh i see a lot of porn every day <laughs> you know because you don't I, have to i i don't know if it's part to. of her job or That's what a perk well yes you would think but hey dude i know you told me this story but i'm blanking on who it was can you just give me the first letter of the name uh, her name's jackie oh yeah hi jackie good person and uh yeah. she seems to really love this company and i'm thinking like hmm are they hiring because Whatever we got to well, do. <laughs> it's, fun, it's fun. It's funny you say that because I have a friend in Seattle that I used to do the monthly pencil fighting show with, and he actually works for a company in Seattle that does these live webcam. Things. I'm sure it's the company. And How he, many of them can be in Seattle? Basically, there's well, a and, lot of porn in Seattle. But really. he he actually yeah. works in cu- customer service. So at three in the morning, he's the person that gets the call when some guy whose credit card won't go through and he's mid-stroke. Yeah, he's See, all dude, frustrated. Hmm. That is a that is a, a person who's starting out in radio's second job is a dream job, dude. You know how much content you could get off of that job oh. that you could make a great show with? <laughs> you said get off. <laughs> My goodness, dude. Well, yeah. I don't know, people. Uh, do what we can. Uh, try to keep us off the porn sites. Uh, not personally, I mean professionally. None of us, no one out there really wants to see that. So uh, keep listening to the true. show. Why do you say that, dude? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just speaking personally. I don't want to stumble across any of us out there. But um, well, my you know, point and, is, yes. In and, and, and the, the, the Briss episode of Seinfeld, Jerry actually talks about uh, the the whole pig man thing, Kramer and the pig man. And he says, you know, whatever kink there is that's out there, believe me, there's going to be somebody who would be into one of these pig men. Yeah. Yeah. There's something Absolutely. for everybody. You know, there. there is. There's something for everybody. Well, I don't know what to tell you, but we're broke around here, so let's do what we can. <laughs> all right. Now, in all seriousness, uh, we appreciate everybody uh, tuning into this fine broadcast. Uh, we are on all the social medias. We have comments that we need to talk about at some point today. Um, but uh, I-, I think I've told you guys this off air, but I don't understand what's going on in uh, overseas with us. Um, we expanded our European audience for some reason this week. Um, I think we announced last week that Poland came on board, but now we have two different listeners in Germany that came on board. Spread around the country, by the way. Those are my nice. fans, dude. They're getting to know you guys, but those are my fans. All right. <laughs> and then uh, Southeast Asia. What the fuck? I mean, I couldn't find it on a map a couple of months ago, but now we have listeners there. So uh, I, originally we had a listener in Malaysia that popped on, but now we have one in Singapore and in Sumatra. Nice. Wow. And these are not geographically right next to each other. It's all Southeast Asia per se, but it, it can't be the same person traveling around, especially uh, Sumatra. It's on a different island in yeah. Southeast Asia there. So, Where's Okinawa? Anywhere close to Okinawa? I don't know. Uh, no, Okinawa is actually heading more towards uh, Fiji and Tonga. That's more really South Pacific between Australia and uh, Hawaii. Oh, and okay. It's very impressive. Actually, it's, it's, close, it's closer to Japan, actually, because 
there was a there still is a marine base there. Right. Yes, so it's, right. A, it's actually close to the Philippines, you know, old uh, edgy stomping grounds. I haven't seen the Karate Kid 2 in years, so I don't know where Okinawa actually is. But, uh, yeah, there you go. And, uh, oh, uh, we had a couple new in the, in uh, you know, stateside here. But they seem to be areas we're already in, like Sacramento popped up another one. Seattle popped up another one. But uh, Rochester, New York came on the map this week, too. So. Oh, wow. So there you go. Who knew? Who knows? Well, we always knew. The vocal minority spreading nationwide, just like SARS. Exactly. Worldwide. Worldwide, baby. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, Brewski, first of all, your sister's listening a lot, just uh, just so you know. <laughs> so, she's hearing all your secrets. So is your son. Your whole family's really listening quite a bit, I can tell. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, your sister Bruski has made uh, Boston glow orange all by herself when I oh, went in there. So yeah, she's uh, she's listening to a lot. She ever mentioned the show to you, Bruski? Uh, anything you were talking about? Any questions? No, but to be honest, I don't think she'd be too surprised. She knows. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm kind of the family weirdo anyway. So sure, no oh, good. Uh, so yeah, and then uh, Wichita, Kansas, dude. I mean, seriously, reach out to us. Go to thevocalminority.net and tell us who you are, because that guy has downloaded, and I just assume it's the guy, uh, has downloaded every episode, listened to every one all the way through. Like he has got his own bright orange dot all by himself, right in the middle of the country. I'll so. pay five bucks if you identify yourself. I'll, I'll mail you five dollars. Oh, there you go. <laughs> We're soliciting uh, listener feedback now. So yep. There's a part-time job for someone out there. So, yeah, uh, find us on all the socials. Um, we do have comments to read. Uh, we do need to talk about Twitter. Uh, there, there's a lot going on today, so I, I don't know. Do we start with personal stuff? Do we start with worldwide things? No, who's, got, your, who's got thoughts? What's your temperature? I mean, uh, how are you feeling today? Are you, being, are, you, are you in the mood to be an asshole, or are you in a good headspace? I've got a rectal thermometer in checking my temperature right now. So <laughs> oh. pretty, hmm. I'm feeling pretty hot. I'm feeling hot. Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, you, Am I you, feeling? You do know that. <laughs> I just wondered, dude. I mean, I don't know how you're feeling. I want to gauge your temperature a little bit. I, I just like have... that Nick and I are both holding up coffee cups for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, my friend. Yes, cheers. Uh Listen, yes. I, I'm feeling kind of uh, down. I, I've been having a, the last seven days of my life. Since we signed off our last podcast, I just have uh, maybe even longer than that. I, I think I'm going through a mild depression here. So I'm going to let hmm. you take the wheel like Jesus and, and guide me where to go. I don't know that Jesus drives. Uh, are you going through menopause? I mean, the mood swings? What, what's going yeah. on there? I don't know, dude. Just some... It's a my. I don't know. I don't want to call it depression because I feel like that's overused. But I'm I'm in some that's sort of thing. a funk. Hmm. Uptown yeah. funk. Downtown funk, dude. Oh, Complete downtown that. funk. Uh, and it could be related to you know seasonal depression disorder. I see. Yeah. I so recently I recently learned I've been using that term incorrectly. I've been saying that I'm suffering from seasonal depression because it's the holidays and I'm bummed out about family dynamics changing and all that. But uh as Misty, my all star therapist pointed out, seasonal depression is different than like holiday depression. Sure. Yeah. And that's what I, I, I guess I'm having holiday depression. Seasonal is actually winter time, like the whole season of winter and it gets darker and people get depressed. So I, I misused the term. So sorry everybody. 
That's all right, dude. I mean, I knew what you meant. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you can I, buy a big ass light and stare at it in the morning, and you'll be better. A light Every, box. Yeah. yeah, everyone recommends it to me. I've tried it before, and I have I didn't see anything. Ten thousand lumens or more is what I was just told you need. So, did you do a true yeah. seasonal depression light? Yep, I bought a true one. Didn't work for me, dude. And that is part of my problem is when I wake up in the morning, it's dark, and when I uh, I have very little light in my life right now. Well, you live in the Seattle area. How are you not seasonally depressed like 11 months out of the year? I am, dude. But as I get older, it seems to bother me more. Mm. I always say this, that, you know, not that there's not a lot of people in Seattle that I love very much, but if it weren't for my mother still being here, I'd be out like a trout. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I'd be out of here. Pack up mom then. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there. Yeah, I may have to do that when she can't fight back. You know, I may, I may have to take her unwillingly. Just tell her the home I'm checking you into is in Hawaii. Like, how bad can that be? Let's all get the fuck out of here. So, yeah. I don't know. Where would you go? Someplace sunny and warm or what? I think I'd probably go to, if I had to choose right now, I'd probably go to right Arizona. Now. Arizona. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Now my dad's moving there. So, uh, join Is on. he? Looks like it. Your dad is so nomadic, dude. He is. He uh, he mistakenly bought a condo in Santa Barbara and has been regretting it ever since. But uh, he just told me the other night it uh, it sold after months sitting on the market because oh, now good, the market dude. slowed down. So yeah, he's apparently abandoning ship, going to Arizona. So. But he did the same thing in in Tahoe. Well, I'm well. I shouldn't say he mistakenly did. He wasn't. He he realized he wasn't cut out for you know the tough haul that is winter. I think you could call it mistakenly. My dad retired to my town without asking my thoughts on the topic. <laughs> Surprise! And then, right. And then, yeah, I got here. It was like, holy crap. Like, you know, all the snow removal. And it's a small town around here. It's hard to meet people, hard to make friends. So, yeah, he, he made it a, a year and bailed out of here. So. Wasn't he from uh, Michigan, a, though? Yeah, but that's what he was thinking. Like, Michigan winters are, you know, two or three inches in a snowstorm, not two or three feet. And, um, yeah, he couldn't really handle the winter. And, um, like I said, small town around here, so who knows? Sure. But, yeah, Nikki, Arizona, I mean, we uh, we almost had a job offer. Well, we kind of had a job offer, and then we fucked ourselves out of it in Phoenix uh, years ago. I remember. Yeah. By uh, Nick's racist tirades <laughs> that he went on. <laughs> what do you what, remind me, dude? I don't remember. What did I say? I can can, I can we rem- say it even today? Is it worse we, we to say, say it, today? it but I remember be, it. You've got to be carefully phrased so everyone understands. I believe the story. The story started with Nick having a yard sale, yeah, and oh. it was and it was raining, yeah. and yes. he was telling someone to be careful in a certain area because the rain might get on their body or something like that. Listen, well, this is a. Do story. you want to tell it or? Yes, yeah. dude, because it's not racist. It was so. This was such a fumbling of words. The point it, was that it wasn't racist. You know that's why it was funny. But go ahead and tell what you said. We were having a garage sale, and it was pouring down rain, and I had a garage sale set up in my carport, which, as you know, you know, a carport doesn't have sides on it, but it's got a roof over the top of it. Got the whole sale set up. First customer of the day walks in, dude, and I'm in there, and I'm trying to adjust stuff, and I have a leak somewhere, and water is coming through and getting some of my shit wet. Mm. And this guy walks up. And kind of nods at me as he walks up. And uh, I was like, oh, like, give me a second. It's getting wet back here. And he 
did he didn't take kindly to it and i realize as he's walking away that he's a hispanic man that may not may have not spoke spoken english okay he, yeah yeah he kind of had broken english yeah he had broken english so I then realized what I had done, and he bailed. I mean, he was offended, obviously, and I felt like a big pile of shit. And that did make us lose that job, correct? Well, and if anyone missed the subtlety of that joke, you know, Nick's talking to a Latino guy and said, it's wet back here, and the guy just heard wet back, and yeah, obviously got offended. But the whole point of why that was a funny story is you just used the words. You weren't actually calling him a derogatory term for Latinos. 100% did, and yeah. I mean, I, it was a funny story because I put my foot in my mouth so hard. Right, and we you put know. it on our demo reel. It was such a funny story, and the whole point was obviously Nick wasn't trying to be offensive or racist. But then we uh, we got you know this job offer down in Phoenix, and the program director heard our demo. He thought we were great. He called uh, he called Mr. Anderson and was like, you know, we want these guys down here. You and I were looking at houses in Phoenix at one point, and I'm realizing yeah. like, holy shit, every every house in Phoenix has a pool. I wonder why. <laughs> 140 yeah. degrees down there but so then this program director you know before he could do the final thing he had to show or play our demo for the general manager of the station and this guy was you know he was uh, mexican and he heard this wetback bit and just said fuck these two white boys don't ever hire these two so yeah oops and it yeah it went downhill <laughs> real quick way to take a joke guy <laughs> I mean, come on you're hiring shock jocks good god Talk about getting personally snowflaked there. So now, do you guys remember who got hired for that job instead of us? Uh, it was some other douchebag, two white dude thing, wasn't could, it? It was Big O and Dukes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And where are those guys? Are they still a thing? Well, Ch- Chad Dukes is back in D.C., kind of doing sports talk, kind of doing this. You know, he was on the air for a while with Lavar Arrington, who was an NFL former NFL player, but. Not doing a whole lot. I see. And what's up with the men's room, by the way? So I've been listening to a lot of tune-in radio app because uh, I can't get my MSNBC anywhere else anymore. And th- do you guys know that they have promos running nationally for the men's room? Yes. So what are they doing? They're on KISW in Seattle, and they're doing a podcast. I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't know. I don't know how it's working. I know for a while that they were syndicated over to Eastern Washington, but it was just through intercom stations. Yeah. And, and us here. Think, we had them see, here in Boston. You do? On intercom? No, we, we did have them in Boston until um, intercom, well, now Odyssey, uh, sold yeah. the, they sold the rock station that um, the men's room were on. It's now a... Uh, uh, christian religious station that plays you know that called k love but they were here for a while and doing well too it was it was a re basically playing the last couple hours of their seattle show here and it was like nighttime like after eight o'clock which i think is a great time for fm talk i when we were on saturdays at nighttime you know that seven to ten yes uh, i love that time slot for what we were doing and uh you know this is what i this is what i heard with there was a lot of i mean i guess there's a lot of companies around the nation doing that because you know they can get other programming to stations they already own for pennies on the dollar what i heard about every one of those deals was the uh, they were not making a ton of money off of it the jocks you know i can believe it but sure yeah to be syndicated you know you think oh if it takes off, you know, nationwide through a huge company like at the time Entercom, you would think you were going to be making 
good, good money. And I don't think that's... I, I heard that that was not the case for some people. Hmm. Well, I don't know about that part. but So then, they, yeah, they have a daily podcast. It's being advertised on TuneIn. And that I, TuneIn, I love you in a lot of ways, but your promos suck. Whatever production guy you have making those things, they just pull like a random sentence and just, you know, the daily podcast with the men's room. And it's some half of a sentence that isn't funny. It doesn't make sense. There's no context. Like, they're kind of doing them wrong. But I, I think that's another part of what I was just telling you is the all the, the work that they put into it is pretty nil and i think those are just automatically done i don't think there's a person doing them i think there is a bot a just pulls a random 10 second clip out of four hours of shows or... exactly dude. yeah that's what it sounds like actually yeah. <laughs> so that would make sense but i don't know i mean uh we need to uh, be on that bandwagon for sure I was thinking today, I hadn't thought about this in forever, and I heard that men's room promo, and it reminded me, like, you know, for those of you that don't know, you know, we we know Miles and Thrill and Ted, and uh, we were all on the same station together in Baltimore, Maryland, um, and then they got moved to Seattle, and then we got on in Seattle, and we were, you know, we were all hanging out. We were all on the same station together. Uh, we did a bunch of great competitions with the men's room, you know, drunken basketball, and we did the Iron Chef Challenge in the Seahawks Stadium. So they're cool guys. I'm not taking anything away from it. But I remember when they first got to Seattle, Miles and Thrill and I, I was at their hotel room. And I think maybe Jamie was with me, but none of you guys were. And we got high as fuck together. And they told me that, like, basically – they were big fans of our show, and when they heard us in Baltimore, they heard what we were doing and kind of adjusted their show to be a little more vocal minority-like. And then their show got bigger and better, and then they got moved to Seattle, and then they got full-time as we got fired. There's been a few times I'm thinking, like, those guys are living our life. So my point is, nowadays, we just need to catch up. So if they're doing a podcast that's doing well, then we got to be right behind them, right? I would yeah, think absolutely. so. Yeah. So... Get on out there, people. <laughs> if you're, yeah. I, honestly, I've been poaching a lot of their, you know, Twitter followers and Instagram followers, and that I believe is why we have a lot of Seattle audience going on, either from people that like that kind of programming or remember us from back in the day. So, I think it's I uh, it's getting to be time that we uh, make our Mister Anderson call. Mm, yes, don't you think? <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well. I- I don't know if I want to share this on on the show or not, but I don't know. You don't know. have to share anything if you don't want to, but, I mean, it is getting – I think it's getting to a time where he can at least see what we're doing and the direction that we're taking it in. Listen, here's the deal, and I don't know where this is going or what it means, but, uh, you know – Mr. Anderson, who's a famous agent in the world out there, he represents tons of, you know, radio, TV, movie, rock stars, all this stuff. Uh, he used to work with Nick and I way back in the day, and he worked with all those other shows. And uh, But we've all kept in touch on Facebook over the years, and I reached out to him, Nick, you know, this a month or two back, and told him, like, hey, we're back doing the vocal minority, and... He commented on our Facebook post, like, you know, congratulations and whatnot, but then it's been radio silence um, until a few days ago. He sent me a heart emoji out of nowhere on Facebook. Ah. What do you mean he sent you a heart emoji? That's it. Just On it was, Messenger? Yeah, it was just a red heart emoji. So I'm like, well, door's open. So I, I made a mild pitch of like, you know, hey, like, if you've got any advice, any connections, like, you know, we could we could use some help. I haven't heard back yet. So Listen, I dude, I don't I, know what I, that I'm is. confused. Yeah. He sent you an unsolicited red heart on Messenger? 
we have messaged at various things over the years. So we have a little thread going. Sure. You know, we, he and I were talking a couple of years ago during COVID when the station had problems. But then, you know, yeah, I had messaged him a month or so ago saying like, hey, you know, I don't know if you saw our post, but, you know, vocal minorities back. And he never replied to that on Messenger. He just I went see. to the post and, oh, and okay. you know, commented congratulations. And then that thread was dead. A month goes by and just one day I got a message from Mr. Anderson and it's just a red heart. Well, there you go, dude. So I was like, "All right, since you started the communication, let me uh, let me hit you up for help." And so I, I haven't gotten reply back yet. So I don't know if you looked at that. It was like, "Yeah, you small fish. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not working with you." <laughs> or maybe he's uh, making calls and setting up deals. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he is, dude. I, I if you will remember, I mean, he, uh, like you said, he's huge in the business and and represents so many huge names. Yeah, uh, he was huge back then. He's even know, bigger like, twenty years later. Yeah. A A list celebrities stuff like that. So uh, yeah, way back when when we got him to take us on the first time around, yeah. it was shocking. Then if if we could get him to take us on now, uh, it would be even more shocking, and well, we'd be yeah. very grateful. And I started it off basically saying like, uh, "Are you feeling charitable with your time and efforts?" <laughs> because uh, we need help, sir. <laughs> so I don't and, know. So. And Steve still gives a great blowjob, dude. Is well, <laughs> you know. How dare you assume that would be an influence? But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he's a busy man. I planted a seed. We'll see what happens. So yeah. All right. Well, yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Well, we've taken your temperature, Steve. I figure you're going to be a good boy today. So uh, take us into your personal love affairs and your life, uh, if that's where you would like to go. Um. And if it's not, tell me to go fuck myself, dude. No, no, no. We uh, we can. Yeah, should we? Yeah, you just want to jump on in. Yeah, Don't we want to make Bruce, people listen further in before we just start talking. Well, about it. hey, dude, we're a good uh, 35, 40 minutes into the podcast. I want people to know what's yeah. going on. All right. Aren't you excited to know, Brewski? There was a date. I will say that. I I know there was a date. Listen, Mr. Anderson and the audience out there, this show needs to become successful sooner than later because it's just complicating the shit out of my life is what I've come to realize oh, over these boy. past few months with exes listening, family members listening, my mother listening. Uh, you know. Oh, Stephen. Uh, by the way, my mom the other day, she calls me. She's like, Stephen, do you know, do you know the names of the other two gentlemen on your podcast? Oh, boy. And I was like, what? What kind of question is that? She's like, well, you only call them dude, so I don't know if you know their names. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I love your mom, dude. I love that I she's thought, still listening. I love right. it. Yeah. I thought she was going to say, like, you know, you know, that brewski boy, he, I just don't like the things he says. No. No, he shouldn't like it? anything any of us say, but that's all right. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, she picked up on the fact that the, the word dude gets used a lot in the show, and I think I've said this before, but somebody called our show years ago, back in the uh, Seattle days, and said, if the FCC bans the word dude, you guys will have no show. <laughs> Could <laughs> be true. Kind of true. It's, so anyway. it's better than, than bro or bra. I think like, so, yes. All these, all these kids now are saying, bra, bra. I hear girls in my car, uh, my Uber, when I'm driving for Uber, call each other that. And I'm just like, well, how can you call another woman bra? Right. Oh, I hear uh, I hear women calling their husbands bra, uh, uh, and, and Rachel called me bra about uh, six months ago, 
And I was like, please don't start that. Like, I don't know. I, I know that you watched some kids and, you know, you're trying to get in on it. Uh, just as, uh, you know, Rachel is one, and I love her to death. Boy, she takes on this stuff so funny. She's like, always for weeks, it was like, oh, that is so dope, dude. I was like, please don't. <laughs> please don't. It sounds so unnatural when you do it. Sound please. old. Yeah. What I've about- been telling women to take off their bra, but uh, that's... Uh- <laughs> <laughs> now that been going for you? <laughs> what about the, the overuse of the word literally? Have you ever, have you heard this? Hate well, it. I hate it when people say, like, I am literally on fire today. Like, I don't think you know what the word means. <laughs> I, exactly. I literally died. Right. No, you didn't. Yeah. Uh all right, so yeah, people listening in my life. So uh, here's the deal: the uh, the dating update from the world of harness here. It's uh, wonderful. <laughs> okay, dude. I guess it is. We'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, I had talked about the fact that I've uh, narrowed it down to the top three, you know, most qualified candidates, and I was trying very hard to get all three of these first dates in the first week because I don't want to stagger this shit out. I'm trying to, you know, American Idol this thing. So, um, but that got all got fucked up last week. I think it was last week. It seems so Snowstorm. Long. It was. Snowstorm came in. And well, two things. One, I, I had the boozy brunch set up with the uh, the radio fan, and that was going to be Wednesday morning. Like, Tuesday night at, like, midnight, I get a text saying, I'm sick. Like, I'm throwing up. I can't, you know, can we rain check tomorrow? And, you know, my first thought on that was, you can just cancel. You don't need to make up shit. <laughs> you know, but I, she seems to actually have been sick because then she texted me several days later saying, like, I really was sick, so I'm glad we could range that. But I don't know. You never know with these women, right? Let me tell you, I'm not. I, when you told me boozy brunch on a Wednesday, I didn't feel good about it. See, and I'm still not feeling great about it. I think that you'll end up getting together with this. Uh, well, but what does that mean? If she was ghosting me, why would she have initiated a text a few days later? She would have just ignored me and let it go. I would well, think, but these games going on. Cold there. feet, maybe, you know, cold feet could be. Who knows? Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. That's the problem. I and mean, I dropped that water weight. I didn't want to jinx myself, but I kept thinking if I have three dates coming up, statistically speaking, at least one of them is going to flake or fall apart. So who knows? Uh, and then the uh, the professor, we were, you know, there was a chance we we're going to go out that Thursday night and then we got a big snowstorm coming and then she was busy and blah, you know, like, are you again, I don't know what's going on for real with any of these people. So, well, I would try to schedule something with her before the 18th for the uh, holiday break. Well, yeah, I mean, Hanukkah starts on the 18th. So, you know. Are you assuming she's Jewish because she's a college professor? What does that mean? No, not not at all. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, I mean, that's a week before Christmas, so you've got Hanukkah, and then you then you're leading up towards Christmas. So then you've got Jewish and Christian folks. Everybody's doing family stuff. You know, he's saying you can't assume, Arnis. So just blanket it out and and assume that you know one of those holidays will fit into her life. I wish that logic applied to any of this stuff, but it doesn't. So so my point is two of the three yeah, I haven't even met yet. So I don't know where those are going. I don't know when or if or anything else. But I asked you guys last week, I said, you know, uh, the Valley Girl, we had a great first date. Um, she's at the top of the batting order. I, I've got kid free through this weekend and then I'm back onto a kid cycle. So it would be another week. So I, I said, like, should I ask her out? So I did. We had our second date. Oh. Okay. Well, yes. Oh, okay is good. Right. Is that good? It? Uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, we, uh, you know, I, I, I'm finding nothing but positives with this woman. She's very nice, very sweet, very attractive, lots of interests in common. Um, you know, we went uh, out. And... 
this is my menstrual cycle music? What the hell is that? It's your love affair, dude. Just Turned into go- a Massingale commercial all of a sudden? Don't you feel in love when you hear this? No. I will tell you, YouTube is flagging us right now, though, for copyright violations. <laughs> for what reason? This is something I've discovered. Like, when we did the show on the radio, we were allowed to play song clips all we wanted because those stations were paying ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC fees, which are not sure. cheap. Sure. Uh, but on the interweb, we don't have that. So anytime, like when we played Bodies at the Floor in one of our shows, YouTube flags that. They have an algorithm that scans your whole thing, and if they find copywritten material in it, they'll flag you. And if you play too much of it, they'll pull your whole thing down. So we'll see. I'll, we'll test YouTube with that little... Was that fucking Journey or something? Who was that? No, that's that's the glory of love from the Karate Kid Part 2. Of course. (laughs) Yes. Be a champion, please. So anyways, yeah. So I went out with this woman. We we went axe throwing. That was fun, right? Yeah. A little creativity on my part to come up with something fun to do. Yeah. Good for you, dude. We applaud you. And there's alcohol involved, too. I mean... There is yeah. not actually. I was disappointed to find out they don't serve booze at those places, and then I realized oh, no. quickly they, that they I do here. Why. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. There's one in my hometown in Somerville. Yeah, Urban Axes. They have full bar. You can get well, beer. Cocktails. In fairness, in Boston, they serve beer at uh, kindergarten. I I, uh, yeah, I had asked, and they said, oh, there, you know, there's some legal liabilities for letting you get drunk and throw axes around. <laughs> yeah, you think? Especially your date uh, put up a little uh, prerequisite. Uh, I'm a little uncoordinated, is what she said, I believe. Yes. So, I have you brought- really go throw axes? Right. Yeah, I brought it up, and she was like, it sounds fun. But then she's like, I'm a little uncoordinated. And then I started, like, how uncoordinated are we talking? Are you, am I losing a toe <laughs> through this date? So My thought was, is she went and told her roommate uh yeah he wants to take me axe throwing and she was like uh yeah that may not be the best first date do you even know this guy Is not in the middle of the woods or something oh, she doesn't know <laughs> i'm showing up with a car full of axes we're going camping so strap it <laughs> so anyways yeah we, we it was a very nice evening we did axe throwing we went and did dinner and drinks um i brought her by the radio station for a tour because why not right yeah <laughs> He's such a dick, dude. <laughs> Is it that obvious? Uh, what? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you brought her by for a tour. Tell me what the purpose was. To, to show someone what a radio station looks like. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting to people. So. You're right. I had I had said to Nick, like, you know, should I uh, bring her to the house and cook dinner and all that? And he's like, no, no, no. Like, that's too soon. Like, that's creepy. Yes. But... Uh, you know, it's the second date. You got to elevate something uh, in the, you know, romance department somehow. I can't make out at the axe throwing place or at the restaurant. So I figured, yeah, stop by the radio station and, um, you know, show her the radio station, see what the vibe is. And if things happen, then things happen. But see if her panties be- become damp. <laughs> How, dare How dare you, sir? Just saying. How about a clean bed for this champion? Oh my God, <laughs> well, we do. There we is... have a hide a bed at the radio station installed by Steve. Well, I'll tell you. She said at one point, like, "So, uh, is this your thing? Like, how many women have you brought to the radio station?" <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, zero. But um, uh, I was like, normally I play request on this radio. I, I tried to get her to like, you know, pick a song. Like, you want me to play a song for you? And she 
she got a little flustered and couldn't think of anything. So so that move didn't work. But What surprises me, dude, because when you guys started out talking, she uh, had a, a vast knowledge of punk music and... No. Uh, Different person. Other you're, things. You're getting them confused. Oh, yeah. I am? Yep. Yeah, you're thinking of Laurie Petty, the uh, the, the tan, <laughs> tank girl. Right. The girl with the purple hair. I yeah. apologize, Valley Girl. <laughs> yeah. No, don't confuse Point Break and Valley Girl. And uh, so, yeah, so we, we had a nice night. We did have a little high school kid-esque makeout session at the, oh. at the radio station. Um, it did not go any further than that. I was <laughs> being a calm, cool champion gentleman. So, But uh, I will say this podcast came up and then it continued. It kind of snowballed from there. So, <laughs> you know, we're out having dinner and, you know, it's you're getting to know someone. So I'm talking about my life and this podcast is a, a huge part of my life and what we're doing and so there was a few things where i was like oh yeah we were just talking about that on the podcast and blah 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 and then at one point she's like you know so when do i get to hear this podcast oh boy and i started thinking like yeah oh boy i don't know if i should have brought any of this up because uh i i explained to her i said listen the, the show is like my diary like i i confess everything you know things i would never bring up in a normal situation and and her immediate response was okay like i respect that like i i, I won't go look for it or anything I'm like, okay cool uh and then i will say like you know i i could tell the wheels were turning you know we were at the station and yes we were having a little makeout session and halfway through it she stops and she's like hey are you gonna talk about this on your podcast (laughs) he's really starting to feel it out a bit right and i'm like uh i mean we're literally like on the couch and i'm just like uh well yeah but probably not in detail like i'm not gonna give a blow by blow here and uh (laughs) jumped back in like 10 minutes later she's like are there any cameras installed in this radio station i'm like no i promise i'm not not recording you not anything what is the vocal minority dumbass trying to be clear yeah it's a too deep of insight into my life is what it is (laughs) well do you, yes. do, you guys, do you guys remember the movie Fletch? Sure. Yeah. Chase. Chase. Yeah. yeah, so he's on the airplane, and he starts going with the recorder, and he goes to start asking questions to ask himself about why he's going to Utah and Alan Stanwyck, and all of a sudden the tape starts playing, and he hear this woman panting and, and moaning. She's like, you're not recording this, are you? He's like, no, no, <laughs> never, never. And he's like stopping it real quick like because other people are hearing it. And I was not recording anything, so yeah. Um, so uh, first of all, any questions, comments, concerns before I continue with how the vocal minority is unraveling my life? I would like to know where uh, you started making out. What room were you in? Uh, the studio. And I got to tell you, I don't quite know why, but I'm I'm feeling a little shy with this woman. Uh, I had told you guys last week that I often I have this gimmick, you know, for the first kiss where I ask, you know, can I kiss you? Breaks the tension, all that stuff. And if they're going to say no, I'd rather hear it. And I did not do that with the Valley Girl. But the second date, I mean, we're hanging out at the station and I had kind of completed the tour and I'm just kind of sitting there thinking like, well, (laughs) now what? And I was just about to say like, well, I guess we should head home. But then I thought, just ask her. I'm like, so? So I did it for the second kiss. Like, can I kiss you? And she said yes. So we started there at the board. (laughs) She said yes. Did she say yes, you may? Or was she like... I had her sign a waiver. I mean, it was was thorough. (laughs) It got notarized first. And, uh, you know. So, yeah, it started in the studio. And uh, we both got tired of standing after... 20 minutes or something oh. <laughs> Moved 20 out minute makeouts Brewski I was telling Steve I was like I don't think I've made out with Rachel for 
And maybe this hour. is my bad. Like I, I, I mean, yeah, you guys made out for an hour, and I have, yeah. I, I have, I maybe I'm disappointed. My wife, dude, I have not made out with her for over five minutes. Time. I mean, obviously, right. you make Why, out when you're though? doing stuff. Why? Well, because, because it goes somewhere after the makeout. Like I wasn't yeah. trying to elevate this, so but I was enjoying. We both were. So, yeah. Yeah. The makeout part probably would have ended sooner if we were at that stage of our relationship where it's you know proceeding to you know sex. Was there something uh, exciting about it though to 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 sure. keep it going? There's a lot of things exciting about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> having a hard time standing. The little the little Steve's make an appearance. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was so <laughs> Steve, awkward. You gotta try injecting into a mouth. Flavors are unbelievable. <laughs> wow. wow. Dude. <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you, at one point we were going at it and she stops and she's like, you've got, you've got a little eye booger going. And I thought to myself, uh, that's probably my jizz trying to get out of me any way it can. Because <laughs> like, I, I am wound up. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, that is fantastic. Well, okay, uh, so you move over to the couch, continue making out for a little while. Yes, that's why I described it as like high school kids, because, you know, we weren't taking it any further, but sure. know, no one wanted to stop. So, so yeah, so, uh, yeah, hanging on the couch, we, uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, there was some good energy going there. Like, it was a good experiment, I will say, as far as sexual vibes. Yeah, good tension, good feelings, good You thoughts. know, yeah, making out with someone, it can be vanilla, it can be boring, or, you know, there, there was a few moments there where, yeah, it got pretty intense. It's wonderful. <laughs> well, it sounds like it. The, your buttons were getting pushed in a good way. Yes, yeah, for sure. Uh, she was doing this thing where she was biting my lip and like pulling. Ah, oh, nice. that's where I was like, "Oh yeah, you're you're fun, aren't you?" <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, that was all good. Um, and uh, yeah, wound things down, and um, and uh, we were done. Took her home, but that's when I started to realize, like, mm, this whole vocal minority thing. I've been very overtly honest about all of this. So. Yeah, you know, I, I I was sitting up late at night that night, going through like our TikTok page and realizing all of these dating stories I've been telling. Like, first of all, it sounds like I've been on a hundred dates because we've talked about you know Point Break and Suicide Girl and all of these people that I've never actually met, but they made for good stories. But yeah, I put a lot of information out there, and then the next day I get a text from her where she's like, "Hey, um, so do you use people's real names <laughs> on this podcast of yours?" and I'm just like, oh, she's she's thinking. And I, I called Nick. Code names. Well, I told her, I said, you know, some people, you know, that are in my real life, you know, Jamie or Charlie or Neo or Crosby, like I use first names, sure. But I said, um, you know, those in my uh, my dating exploits are all given nicknames to uh, protect the innocent. and <laughs> Or the not so innocent. Right. <laughs> but this is just a can of worms. And I'm realizing, like, I've been talking about not only, you know, dates that have come and gone or not happened or whatever, but I've been doing this whole top three thing now for the past couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. And um, this is where I realized that if you Google Steve Harness podcast, it shows up immediately now with the vocal minority. So, and if I was her, even though she said, I'm not going to go find it, if I just met some woman on the internet and she said, I have a podcast and I've been talking about you, I would probably go find it, right? Of course, dude. Of course, it was only a matter of time, but I didn't do... 
you any solid favors by <laughs> not really thinking about the fact that top three may not be the best way to go through this. I mean, it describes it accurately. If you've got yeah. three people that you're kind of interested in and you're, you know, seeing where the chips fall. Yeah. But it also does make it sound like an American Idol contest and where you're just, uh, you know, a pawn. And I know that's not how you feel about this, but that's the way it could come off, right? Yeah, well, we're doing a show here, and i got to phrase things in a uh, succinct, entertaining sort of way, and we are down to the top three, so, yeah. I'm not trying to marginalize any of this. And as Nick said on Sunday when we were talking, like, ah, shit, now this person's like a real human. <laughs> like, you know, what What have we been saying? How do we yeah. address this? Like, It's so easy, dude, and I'm telling this is why keyboard warriors are such assholes, is because we're just talking about this person out in the interwebs that we don't you know speak of like they have a human heart beating blood through their body right now that you've met her and she is a person and you know a few things about her and have shared just like a couple general life things with me uh and the audience i think to myself yeah we we got we got a live one now right <laughs> you know i yeah and i so hope we- i didn't say anything it's just like with charlie dude when i said was he ever raped and i said it in such a cavalier way because he was in prison right. uh after he heard that i was like oh boy i sure didn't mean to make him feel like that as an actual human <laughs> no it's a weird line between being entertaining and doing this sort of show and then realizing there's real people out there listening to this stuff and um, and, and if if it wasn't two things one if it you know if these if if these people weren't our audience if we were just talking to strangers then all of these details would be fine but the actual people involved in our anecdotes are out there listening now Mm -hmm. and the podcast thing like back when we did this as a radio show if somebody wasn't listening that night they didn't hear it it wasn't archived somewhere but a podcast is archived for all time to come lives forever Yes. And so, listen, so I was lamenting all day Sunday of like, uh, technically, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm allowed to date. And until someone says, like, let's be exclusive, you're allowed to go have other first dates or second dates. And uh, that's a fact. Right. Thank you, Edgy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not actually doing anything wrong, but I started feeling a little skeezy about the whole thing. And um, so, yeah. Last night we were texting and she had some more questions about the podcast. And I finally, I was just like, I I just got to rip the bandaid off. Like, let's talk about this podcast. So she called me and I just, uh, I put it all out there. I said, it's the vocal minority. I'll tell you how to find it. Um, I'm not ashamed of anything I've said about you. Like I've said good things. I had some mild concerns, but we all talked about it and, you know, this is me and my friends sitting around talking. I'm sure you've sat around with your best friend talking about me. The epic difference is yours is not recorded for the entire world to hear. Yeah, I don't, no yeah. one gets to hear it. It's private. Yeah, and I got worried. Like, you know, yes, I'm planning dates with two other women. And um, is that a bad thing? Is that offensive? Like, how? Uh, just, uh, yeah, I just said, fuck, just call me and let's talk about it. So, so yeah, I, I laid out the top three. She took it correctly. As far as I can tell, she gave me the adult answer of, yeah, you're right. We're not exclusive yet. So if you have other dates set up, let me know how they go. <laughs> you know. Like, well, at least she said she said yet, which is good, because then that means that she thinks that things are going in the right direction. And it's not that she wants to anytime soon kind of sever ties between you. Tremendous play by Bruski. Right. Well, that's the big question mark, right? Because I didn't know, A, how she would take it. And then, B, once the information was out there. 
how does a woman take that? You know, do you say to the guy like, oh, you got other dates coming up? Well, call me after those dates are done. And in between now and then, like, go pound your own sand. I think Uh, this is the way that mature adults date. I believe, yes. and, uh, and I don't have any experience with it. So, I don't either. So <laughs> only watching it, you know, only watching it on uh, uh, TV. But I think that this is how it's supposed to go, dude. There's, I don't think if you're not keeping secrets uh, that you're, you know, not exclusive and still I'm trying to find my person, dude. I'm trying to have right. a good time and find my person. But there's a big fine line there between normal you know, you don't need to be discussing these things versus this talk show putting it all out there. Yes. Because when I was with uh, Sasha, you remember, mm. uh, very nice woman, but there was just no real sparks. And so I kept myself on the dating apps. And while I was dating her, uh, I was going out on other first dates. And none of them turned into a second date until I met the Hindenburg. And then I, you know, I broke it off with Sasha. But I never told her I'm going out on other first dates because I felt like I wasn't breaking the rules. We didn't declare each other boyfriend, girlfriend. We're not sure. exclusive. But yeah. I also didn't sit there and tell her that I, yeah, I just went on a coffee date yesterday or I got a, you know, a date coming up Friday. I, I kept it from her because why would I need to share that? Listen, I don't think it's healthy for you to go discuss another date that you've been on with another girl that you're going on a date with. Uh, well, I kind of just did. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I told her we're, we haven't committed to a date or time yet, but these sure. other two women were talking about it, and I, I feel like I should go meet them. Like, I'm new to the dating world. and Right, but you don't have to, you know, next time you see her, be like, yeah, we just had dinner, and I tickled her feet for a half an hour, and, uh, you know, that was all right. Like, you don't have to talk to her about it, you know? Exactly. Well, and I, I'm sure she doesn't want any of the blow-by-blow, uh, blow, but obviously, if I'm going in a different direction, I would have to have that conversation sure. with her. But yeah. I also, like we've discussed, like so many flakes out there. I don't know if I ever am meeting these women, and I don't want to screw it up with someone I do like. Uh, like the Valley Girl, but boy, it just the show has complicated the shit out of it. Sure. I mean, I've outlined my entire life. I outlined my marriage, coming and going, uh, the Hindenburg relationship, dating world exploits, down to the top three. Like, and yeah, I sound like a cavalier asshole phrasing as the top three, but I don't know, man. Like, this is the show we're doing, but yeah, exactly. So now it's out there. You're a champion, dude. I, I, uh, I, I have pain for you. As soon as this all came up, I thought to myself, like, this really complicates things. And you know what, though? Listen, we all know this. We've all had significant others during this program when it was on the air in Seattle and around the country that we had to have some sort of talk with after a show. Yes. That they heard us on the air, and they we're like, hey, I'm just telling my life. And I've had it with this show. I'm sure we all have. But you're mm-hmm. having it in a way of dating where you're trying to get a new person into you, which just makes it all that much harder. Yes. Now, I will say maybe... Maybe this is unfolding how it needs to, because this show is a part of my life. I'm not going to apologize for jokes I've made. Like I've told my kids, like, you may not want to hear some of these things I'm talking about, but I stand by it. You know, any joke I've made, any topic I've gone off on, uh, I may be phrasing things a little bluntly or uh, whatever, maybe offensively to some people, but I, you know, I stand by what I'm doing here. So, you know, this is a big part of it. Like the professor, for example, I don't think she's going to like this show at all. Uh, You know, so... Maybe this is part of the filter. Like, go ahead and listen to the show after a date or two, because if you don't like it, then sorry, you have to go, not the show. Well, that's what I was going to also say, dude, because a Valley Girl, like it all, it really does depend how she takes this. I say, 
Oh, you're going to know. You're going to find out if Valley Girl has a jealousy bone in her body, first of all. But then second of all, like, does she want to be around someone who has to put his life out for everybody to know their business or not live? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? I told her last night, I feel bad for you, honestly. Kind of feel bad for myself, too. But I really do feel bad for you coming into my world because it's a weird one. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, that's why. Make like my mom, dude, and don't listen. It's there are some things in life that are just not for you. Maybe it's easier that way. Well, you know what? When I was with Jen, when when I was back with you guys, when I first got on the show, at first she was like, "Well, can you not talk about this? Can you not talk about that?" And I'm right. like, "Well, I can't. I I can't say to the guys, I can't talk about this or that, because then that's that's hamstringing the show. I can't do that. Right. And in time, she kind of understood she was like okay and that sort of thing and she would listen to our show on that saturday night you know when i was on mitch in the morning anything i said on mitch in the morning that was non-sports related or to do with my life got reported to her by her co-workers because most of her co-workers listened to the sports talk station and they were like hey you know what i heard him say today and this that another thing and yeah yeah because you'd come and say to me hey did you say this and that today on our ride home and i'm just like Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was, it's different, you know, it is, it's different. It's complicated. I, uh, I told the Valley girl last night that, you know, maybe you and I should sit down and uh, watch Howard Stern's private parts together, because that is exactly what I did with Jamie. When we first started dating, I remember that all those years ago, I told her, I said, this is what I'm doing on this talk show. It's going to be raw and honest and humorous and, you know, and private parts gives you a good idea of what Howard Stern is and what he does. And then it's more than just, you know, flashing boobies and stuff. And I told her, I said, this is what I'm doing. So if you're not okay with it, you know, we're only two dates in now would be your time to abandon ship. Um, and obviously, she stuck around. So, yeah, you snagged her for fourteen years. Dude, so. Seventeen, yes, but oh, just seventeen. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I think. Listen, I think the way that you're doing this with her, she's questioned, she's asked, and now she's going to listen, and uh, she'll be able to figure it out, dude. I feel like that. And if she's not, then it's probably better to know now before you get real attached to her. This is all true. And uh, I will say, you know, first of all, like you said, like, is she jealous? Like, hearing that there's other potential dates coming up, does that make her shy away or does it make her step up her game? Lean into it, baby. Right. I mean, usually on The Bachelor or whatever, those women step up their game when they know the other <laughs> the other whores are sniffing around. So I don't, I don't know yet exactly, but I will tell you. Uh, I set her free. I told her, um, you should probably go to the social media pages first. Like, watch the minute-long clips. That'll give you an idea of what we're up to uh, before you go listen to the full thing. So, I mean, it was almost, I could almost follow through her text, like, knowing where she was at scrolling through the page. Because her first text was like, you guys are hilarious. So I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. She gets that we're funny, and that's the idea. So that's that's positive. Uh, The next text, I could tell, she made it to the, uh, I don't care if you're a GED or a PhD, I'm just looking for a nice woman who's also a little slutty. Right. (laughs) So she she replies something like, oh, a little slutty, huh? You didn't mention that that's part of what you were looking for. (laughs) How'd you reply to that, dude? Because it's a, I mean, it's a joke. Right. But. Yeah, uh, I told her, if you want to stop being nice to me, you can just be extra slutty. And uh, (laughs) she, yeah, she thought that was funny, so. At least I think she thought it was funny. Um, (laughs) So uh, it eventually got to the point, uh, you know, she was scrolling through clips and I was just getting some random feedback on it. But then it got to the point where she was like, I am now actually starting to feel bad for you 
because this is a little unfair that I get to hear this unfiltered side of your life, you and your buddies talking. Got the it would be my like diary, dude. Right. It would be like if you were eavesdropping on me and my friends, I would feel a little violated. So she actually started, yeah, feeling bad for me. And the <laughs> ironic thing is, Nick and I have said a million times, this show is supposed to be you eavesdropping on buddies sitting at the bar stool or whatever talking about life so the exact essence of what we tried to create here is why she's now going like oh geez i feel bad for you you're so hot <laughs> you know? oh good I, I think you got it taken care of very nicely steven well but she hasn't gotten to the top three yet as far as i know because last night at like 11 30 i texted her like i'm going to bed and she was like uh you know she said something like i made a mistake i started listening to a full podcast and now i'm sucked into it but i got to go to bed too like i got you know work in the morning so she had turned it off and i don't i don't know if she got to that part yet i don't know how she's going to really respond to hearing the actual discussions about her uh, but uh, she did make a comment at one point because there's other dating stories on there including the professor including uh, they're all on there radio girl comments are on there um yeah she made a comment of like i feel like i'm on the bachelorette now like that i'm like i'm in a competition for you so there you go dude again i don't know how these things are going to settle but the good thing is she's been texting me all day today so i clearly didn't scare her off yet anyways saying what kind of shit just uh Hey. Today's just been back to normal chit-chat. She started a new job today. She was, you know, texting me this morning. I made it to work on time. You know, roads are a little slick. But, you know, it's just been idle chit-chat today. There's a nice there's a nice back and forth starting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, and, you know, the phone call we had last night, that was that was actually our first phone call. Um, and it was good. I mean, I, I laid it out there on all these things. Um, and I even said to her at one point, I said, you know what? And by the way, last night I was being a gentleman, you know, when we were at the station, but don't think that I'm a boy scout. Like I fully wanted to rip all your clothes off. So just, you know, know where my intentions are, but (laughs) wow, dude, I I don't want to get, I don't want to get painted into the, uh, too friendly of a corner here. Like she had said at one point, like, I really appreciated that you didn't, you know, try to take it too far because most guys would. Um, but it's like, yeah, I want that credit, but don't think I'm some boy scout here. Like, yeah, I want to ravage you. Don't, don't worry about that. So, yeah, well, there's time and a place for it, dude. And it wasn't on your second date. Like you told me that it would be, dude. I did not say it would be. (laughs) I have said on the show that second date and on, yeah, game on. But I've been thinking about that too. Like everyone I've done it with on a second date, uh, the Hindenburg, uh, you and Jamie, like it was either completely disgusted, mutual, or the Hindenburg, I'll tell you, the first time she came to my house for the second date, I told her, like, I'll sleep on the couch. And she was like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> like, you know, so it wasn't me being the, uh, you know, the aggressor, quote unquote, in those situations. But she was a dirty little bitch, dude. Would I have if she had said, like, let's go in your office desk or something? Would I have? Yeah, I probably would have because I'm me. Would have, huh? Yeah, probably. Not you also have not. I got to tell her, too. Like, did you make it to the snipped uh, clip, on, by the way, on Facebook? <laughs> because we got to have that discussion at some point. So, But, well, yeah, that's an interesting thing that you bring up, Steve. Yeah. Because how does that work? Uh, do you just assume that she's been checked uh, between partners? Or, so or you know what? You're not, even, you're not even the only one as a possibility. So she could be sleeping with multiple people at once. 
I suppose so. I mean, uh, I think yesterday would have been a good chance for her to bring that up that, oh, yeah, I'm still dating other guys, too. I don't get that impression at all. Uh, Here's the thing. Like, you would wear a condom to avoid diseases and avoid pregnancy. So I can't get someone pregnant. So check that off the list. Uh, Diseases on my end, as I've said on the show, like I've been screened recently for everything you can test for and I'm clean. So it comes down to, you know, when do you trust someone else? Once they've had their testing. Testing? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Listen, we're not college kids. I don't know that any woman I'm going to date who's in this stage of life and who is divorced with kids and whatnot that I'm not going to ask someone to go get tested. Oh, you're not? I I, I don't think so. I mean, plus, I mean, it's not cheap either. I mean, there's multiple tests out there you can do. And so, no, I mean, I have to have a level of faith in someone that, you know, if you're telling me you're clean and good, then what am I supposed to do? Ask you to get tested and send me copies of the results? I've had a woman ask me to do that. Like before, you know, anything happens, you, you know, we, we both have to get tested and, you know, we have to show each other our results and that sort of thing. I've had that happen. Yeah. But was that the start of some actual romantic relationship or some Tinder hookup? Uh, somewhere in between, actually, because this, <laughs> no, 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 no and, and, and because this person had their own partner who happened to live far away, and so she was sure, wanting yeah. to date, but it wasn't, it wasn't like we were going to be in a relationship, but it also wasn't a hookup either. Right. Like, listen, Suicide Girl had referenced, like, oh, I brought some guy home last month. Like, I get it when I need it. So, would I trust her? No. Uh, the Valley girl says she hasn't, you know, dated in six, seven months. Like, uh, I would, I, I, I have to have some level of faith in people. I do have my test results and I would show them to someone if they wanted to, but I'm not going to ask that of someone. You, so would you what? be offended if she asked you? No, because I got them and it's true and I'll show you. I can log in on my, my so app. So why do you feel bad for asking her? Because I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, like I said. Uh, you don't want the minutia of it. You just want to. No, I want to have a level of faith, and I'm not going to tell somebody to go spend a bunch of money doing tests out there. Like, either I trust you that you are symptom-free and have been safe, or I don't. Thanks, Steve. Somebody can lie, too. Yeah, no, I just got tested last month. Like, if if they're scamming you, they can scam you. I make them show me that shit, dude. (laughs) Oh, you made Rachel, really? Oh, dude. Come on. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. You made Rachel show you the results. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Come on. Mm. Listen. I can see Rachel, the attorney at law, asking you to give me notarized copies. Exactly. You did not really ask her to show you. Hey, dude. I, I'm going in raw dog. I want to know what's going on. And uh, we should have some level of faith in each other. Yes, but, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> listen, but you're talking to Bruski and saying, was it a Tinder hookup or was this a relationship? It, at the moment, you're one step away from a Tinder hookup. So if you had sex on date number three, yeah, it would be close to closer to a Tinder hookup than it would a relationship. No, I'm talking intentions. I'm saying a Tinder hookup. They're out there banging away through, you know, every week, every month of the year. There's been a lot yeah. of action going on. This woman, if I can believe her, and I believe I can, is saying I haven't been on a date in six months. And, you know, I haven't asked her when the last time she had sex was. But um, so what? I wear a condom the first couple of times. What? At what point do I trust her? Yeah, until I see the paperwork. 
No, I mean, if you're not going to ask her for her testing, you know, if you're not going to ask for it. Testing? Uh-huh. What I, what then I would... you need a, I mean, here, here, you want my personal opinion, what I would do? Sure. At least pay for them yourself. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, if you're that ready to go, that's a gentlemanly you had way to do it. Coming out of your tear ducts. So I'll pay for your AIDS test, baby. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> listen, seven seven dates is when I can listen. <laughs> what? Seven brewski? You shut you're your fucking mouth, not. dude. Seven <laughs> dates not. is when I can trust somebody you're to crazy. to realize I'm crazy. Yes. Yeah. You know, we, I'm just, disease free and crazy, dude. This, I'm this, disease this, free too, and these are my standards I'm living by. But the, the, this, this is what I would say to harness. <laughs> yes. If you, if say it gets to the point where you two are going to get down, yes, have the condom with you. Go for the condom, mm-hmm. no. and then she makes the call. No, 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 no. She <laughs> makes the call. She may want it. She may demand it. Exactly. And but but there's the thing. Here's why I say no because um, I just want bang bang bang. No, I uh, I'm saying no because <laughs> <laughs> you have to have that conversation ahead of time. I would have this ahead of time. That like, listen, I'm not interested in wearing a condom. I'm disease free for a fact. I cannot get you pregnant for a fact. I've had all of these things medically proven. I've had my sperm count checked twice. It's zero. And I'm so willing to I take the word. <laughs> yeah, but yes. And so what? After seven dates now, the lie. Like if someone's psycho and they're going to hide that shit from you, they're going to hide it on date seven, on date 14, on date But they're 13. not going to, if they're psycho, they're not going to stick around for seven dates unless they really want to stalk you. Uh, right. you, you know, I'm your biggest fan. You, well, you know that? And I've had that too. But you know, I get, I they get were disease free because I've been with them and I'm still clean. So. But yeah. I'm, I, what I'm saying is, is that it, it at least shows you, it makes you look like, hey, you know what? I care about you and your safety because more times than not, she's probably going to say, especially at the, this age yeah, that you're right. in, she's going to say no. But at least you're giving her the opportunity to say, oh, you don't have to do that. Don't worry about that. And it makes you look good. I hear what you're time. saying. Yeah. But you understand, she's listening to this right now. So we're having the discussion. I'm putting it out there. I get it. <laughs> so I get it but, but you know what? Though? There are other I don't people, get to do it correctly, quote unquote. But there are other people out there who may be listening to this that might be in the same position as you are. Oh, okay. well, this is good, you know, clean sex advice, I guess we're giving. But. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Brewski's here to look out for you. <laughs> right. oh, very nice. Brewski. 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 That is the drop that's loud. Your the audio on that drop is too loud. It's not your <laughs> levels. That's so really fucking loud. loud. That's yeah. really loud. So uh, go go into the MP3 and lower that down. But anyways, uh, guys, I don't exactly know how to handle this because I have to have a little faith that if somebody is going to tell me they're uh, they've been safe and are disease free, that they are. But well, otherwise, yeah, she... I'm not I'm not asking for test results, and I don't see the point in waiting seven dates instead of four. Well, all Steve, right, she, she, she did say, and if you want to get all lawyer-like, she did say, I haven't been on a date in That's six, right. seven months. Sure. We, sure. You, you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not impugning her or, or saying no, she's, it. you know, but I'm saying, you know, by the letter of what she said. She this is why I'm date. saying we should be adults and have this discussion. Yes. How long has it been since you were with someone? Like, have you ever had, you know, and what's your thoughts on? And by the way, if she says, like, no, I'd really like you to wear a condom, then okay, I will. But I'm, I'm not doing the, like, bring the condom. And in the moment, like, oh, hey, by the way, do I need to do it? Like, that's too much pressure. Like, now you're in the moment. That's almost rude to me to do it at that moment. It I think is. we should be having that talk ahead hey, of dude, time. dude, this is it. Listen, Mrs. Harness, I hope we're, you're listening. We're adults. These are not high school kids, <laughs> goddammit. I hope you're listening right now. Listen, that is the <laughs> I'll time. I'll bring my mother into this. <laughs> 
that is the time to do it is to say to oh. expect Stephen that you will wear a condom because it's the responsible thing to do and then if she says you don't need that and you have the conversation you're good to go dude she needs to have an informed reason for why i don't need it i i don't want to be the skis ball guy because i've heard this from women where guys just at the last second are like oh the condom ripped i don't have one or they take one off after they've started like oh i would like to lay out for you why i don't feel i need a condom because i have mature reasons you're good at having these conversations so you do your thing dude well, I, I wish you right now. Your, I'm just going to wait for her to text me and give her your answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we going out on Thursday? Right. That's yeah. the other question, by the way, guys. Like, I've got one more free night this week, and then I got kids for a week. Part of me feels like you got one more free night. You don't know what these other women are doing. Go have fun with this woman that you're already, you know, ever met and, you know, you like her. But yes, he thinks maybe delay this for a week and start to get the other dates set up. Like, but I, I just I, I'm getting really sick. I'm planning my life around flaky women. Fuck those yeah. flaky women, dude. Listen to with me. or without a condom. <laughs> I mean, their preference, right? Uh, yes. I'm telling you right now, dude, that you haven't met these women yet. Right. And if they're not in a hurry to meet you, why would you stifle your fun that you're having with somebody else? I, I, on one level, I totally agree with that. But I'm just trying to be as up and up as I can with all of this. So I think the correct answer is just keep living your life. Like if these yes. other dates come through. But I don't know. I don't know. This is the truth. Then I run the risk of getting further down the road with the Valley Girl, and then I either think it's too late to go on other first dates, or now I don't want to, but then I'm always going to wonder, should I have gone and met some other people? Like, I'm not trying to rush things. Like, Listen, oh. dude, this is the truth of it all. And really think about this, and it's not the easiest thing for her to think about or you to think about, but you guys could date for six or seven more months, and if it's not going where you either of you would like it to, it's not like if you don't date another girl that this is the one you marry and you made your choice. No, Should look I, at if, that. You know, but so yeah, you I can't just, be six months into dating someone though and not be exclusive. That's just no, 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 no. But you can be exclusive, and then uh, that's a whole different point of your relationship. And if it doesn't feel right to be exclusive, then you're probably not meant to be together. Well, yeah, I mean, that's fair, but I'm just, I don't know. Everyone's just been preaching at me for these last five, six months about doing this dating thing correctly and don't jump in with one person too quickly and take it slowly. And so I don't know what the fuck to do. Well, dude, I'm trying to do right by, by her and by myself. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. not trying to limit my options, Yeah, um, but I'm trying to go with what feels correct and everything too. So. How long is the appropriate amount of time, dude, that you can date someone without it being exclusive? Months? I would think by three months at the the uh, the out, you know, the the farthest. All right. Well, if we so a couple today, of months, sure. Yeah. You know, depending upon where you're both at. Yeah. And know. maybe she wouldn't want it to be exclusive. Maybe she wants to, you know, date other people. Would you be offended by that if three months in she was like, I, I still, I'm having fun with you, but I'd like to continue to date other people. I, I don't want to be a, a living embodiment of hypocrisy. So if we're not exclusive and I'm still doing first dates, I could not possibly be offended if, if she did. Right. But would but I you love have? it? I no. know you can't be, but would you be? <laughs> no, I wouldn't be. Would I love it? No. 
but it depends how far we're in. If it's date number two, I would say, yeah, you got every right. But if we're three months into it, she's like, hey, I'm going on a first date with you know Julio next weekend. I would probably say, like, mm, I don't know. Like, it depends <laughs> how we feel at that point. Like, no, I'm not okay with Julio down by the schoolyard. Um, so let's be exclusive or whatever. But all right, you're asking me your future trip in me here, as Misty would say. Like, I don't know all of these paths. I don't know how to answer these questions. So live in the moment, dude. Be Portugal right. man and just live in this moment. Well, so there you go. So then, yeah, I should just, if I got a free night, yeah, if you're interested, I'm interested. Like, so, Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. Hey, the sooner you're you're going to find out, this, if you keep seeing her, the f- sooner you're going to find out that you're into it and you dig it or that you are not or that she's not or that she is, you know? That's the so, catch-22 because part of me would say, like, if she was in the exact same boat, like, I want you to feel confident that I'm the guy. So if you need to go on some other first dates to see that they're all dorks, like, go right ahead. There you go. This is the first, you know, actual date I've been on, let alone second date. So just being logical and analytical, I don't want to just jump right in with the first person. But then again, like we've said, live in the moment. We're having fun. We like each other. Like, don't overthink it. Just go with it, right? Listen, we learned the last explosion that happened. We've learned from that. And there are parameters that were broken there. That you wouldn't break again. Are we talking about the Hindenburg? You're losing. Yes, it. the explosion. <laughs> yes, right. The okay. Right. So I mean, you're not going in a the same type of path down this the lane you're on now. You're not going down the same path that you went. Sure. sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think you have time to feel it out. I mean, even if you guys became exclusive in six months, there's still an opportunity to say, like, hey, this isn't, we're not vibing like I thought we were. Or, you know, like I said, it, it may happen with her too. Who knows? It's not a, you're not marrying this girl, is what I'm saying right now. Right, right. No, I know. That's getting way too far down the path. So I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's at least like four months down the road, dude. Uh, for me, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, Marriage just to- four months. Harness, take you back. Bite your tongue. That's not cornering yourself. That's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. So, Well, Steve, I wish you well on your journey. Uh, I, I, I will tell you this. Yeah. You wrote to me. You sent me a picture of you guys throwing axes. And mm-hmm. I was like... Uh, I put my phone down and I was like, it's my fucking boy, dude. I'm so glad he went out and had a fucking good time with his life last night. Had fun with the girl that he met. Uh, I was happy for you, dude. You needed that in your life and you had it. And yeah, just fucking live in this moment, dude, and enjoy yourself. Well, that's the plan. Uh, Brewski, I just sent you our adorable picture because uh, Nick had pointed out, like, hey, you're showing oh. your teeth in the picture. Oh, good. Yeah. Therefore, he's happy, right? <laughs> you must have been happy. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, we will, uh, I guess, keep taking it one step at a time and go from there. So. I got to clean my camera, boys. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh okay. geez, look at that. Do that. All right. Did you get my picture, Brewski? Nothing's come through yet. Okay. You can look at that later then. Yeah, no, it's not, 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 yeah. <laughs> Slow internet. All right. We got to find out what's oh, there going it is. on with the. Oh, go oh, ahead, Brewski. Take a peek. No, is it there? Oh, I, I'm looking at a different. Oh, there we go. Let's take a look here. <laughs> <laughs> it's got some. Uh, Harness went axe throwing, got some wow. huge axes that, you know, are just prop pictures. Right. But uh, yeah, she's a little cutie, dude. She I is. She's, she's very. Cute. Yeah, she's very attractive. 
Yeah, and she see you know what? Everything I've heard about her, she sounds sweet and she's uh, tall too. She is pretty tall next to me, right? Oh, that's the other thing. We were talking about singles before we got on the show here. Uh, Brewski, she passed the singles test. Do you know which test I'm referring to? The the oh the the not the car door thing. Car door thing, yes. Okay, cool, good, good, good. I'm a gentleman, so I always open the car door for ladies, which, by the way, guys, dating advice for you, if you want minimum effort versus maximum return, open the goddamn car door for this woman. They are well, so impressed by that. Every woman well, I've ever done that for. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that because just what was it? It's a Saturday night. I picked up this couple uh, in Boston, and they had to have been. Well, first of all, I know they've been together for a while because obviously they live together. But I know for sure they, they, they were with each other for a while because they walked up to the car. He made no effort whatsoever to open the door for her. He just walked around to the other side of, of my car and got in the, the, the captain's side behind me. So he lets her open the door and get in herself. And he gets it. I'm thinking to myself, dude, open the door. Even if it's even if you've been together for a long time, yeah, they were both dressed very nicely. They had obviously been at a uh, like a work function for the holidays and I was taking them home. Yeah. So you dress up nicely. Even if you don't do it on a normal basis, if you're out on a nice night like that and you're dressed up, do that for your lady. Just yeah. do it. No, I totally agree. And it's such an easy thing to do. And women think yeah. it's so chivalrous and romantic and all that. But then I had forgotten about the singles test. And for anyone who hasn't seen singles or has forgotten about it, you know, there's a scene in the movie where he opens the car door for the woman. And as he's walking around the car, she leans over and unlocks the door for him. And he's like, I asked Tarnas, I was like, how did she do that with uh, with uh, today's age of just the remote, you know, like you unlock both doors. And she yes. leaned over Brewski and unlatched his door and cracked it open for him. Thank you. Yeah. See, that's that's that's, that's really good. good. Yeah. Like I've been saying, like she she's you know, she's very nice. She's a nice human. And that's what I've been looking for. And by the way, she hates. I've told her she's nice and she doesn't like that. She's. Telling me she's very gangster uh, in real life. So, so but, uh, well, she's just a nice get, person. Trust just me. don't get on her bad side. Yeah, well, we'll see. All right. Or, or, or he's part like, of the it, test, too. Well, you know, it's funny because Jen used to always, you know, she was very polite and that sort of thing. But there were a few times, like we were at Home Depot one time, and the lady was just just being awful. And Jen just like launched into this woman. And, and then she's just like, God, I'm glad I didn't go into super bitch mode with that woman. I'm like, didn't go in? I thought yeah. you did. <laughs> right. And apparently that, that was not a good thing to say. But nonetheless, <laughs> but nonetheless, she, she knew I, I appreciated the effort. I have been with a not nice woman recently, and I've seen oh. it articulated a million times, not only with me, but with strangers, with my kids. Like, this, the Valley Girl is a nice person. Uh, and that's definitely part of a big part of what I'm looking for. Now the other, gold, dude. the other part, you know, I was joking about earlier that, you know, we posted this video a while ago where I said I was looking for a nice slut. And if we can change gears here, gentlemen, that video got us suspended from Twitter last week. I remember, dude. It was uh, one. We broke a guideline, right? Because somehow we're slut shaming. We're slut shaming. But first of all, we posted the exact same video on every social media platform. We did not get flagged or anything anywhere. On Twitter, within a few hours, they suspended our account. 
And they sent me an email saying that, you know, this tweet you posted, and they showed me the tweet, violated one of our rules. And then it gives you a link to click on that lists all of their rules, and they don't tell you which rule you violated. But it had to be that I used the word slut. Yeah, that is on their rules, dude, that you cannot call somebody a slut like that. First of all, I was using it as a compliment. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious. I was like, I want someone who's a little slutty with me. Like, that's a, that's a good thing. I was trying to, you know, lay some good groundwork out there. But somehow, uh, I don't know if this is an Elon Musk thing or what it is, but I, I did a little research, and uh, you're correct. It's the word slut that got us kicked off Twitter. They made me delete the tweet before they would reactivate our account. This has uh, become, I mean, this has become a problem with this younger generation of millennials. They do not want to be slut-shamed, okay? Well, that's the thing, though. I wasn't slut-shaming. I was slut-raising. These are are just bots, dude. Did you try and (laughs) fight it? No, it said you can appeal this, but while you appeal it, your account remains locked. And I, what is that, a day, a month? Like, I didn't want to let our account just be locked. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I deleted it, but... I think just like when we play a song that they take it down for us, not paying ASCAP fees on it, that a bot got slut, shut it down. I mean, that's impressive, by the way, because these social media platforms are always saying, like, we can't monitor all of this content out there. But somehow within a few hours, a bot either scanned the word slut on the title. Not a, I didn't tag it slut, but the video itself had the word slut, and I used the word slut. Somehow right. it scanned it that quickly and banned us. I'm sure it's instantaneous, bro. No, how can it be? Then why can't they fight disinformation on every level? Why can't exactly. they find it all so quickly? Because they have to be able, I'm sure it's instantaneous, and I, they have well, to verify it before they can take it off. They, they, they may have, you know, have a way, like an early warning system that, That's that, what I mean. that has flat, flagged certain particular phrases and words, but yet the Nazism stuff is out there and like, out there for a long time. Exactly. So, I understand, dude. I understand. What I'm saying is when you upload it, I'm sure that they've got some sort of filter that can see if their word, a keyword is in there. And then if it is, they don't shut it down right away. They have to have an actual live person go check and say, oh, is this actually break the guidelines? Right. But if a live person listened to it, they would have realized, like, I wasn't actually slut shaming. I was saying I want to find a woman who's a little slutty with me. Yeah. Like, it's weird that they clamp down on it so quickly. Yes. So I found an article here that some woman wrote, and it starts off. It says, I am a slut. There, I said it, but I can't tweet it. The last time I used the word slut on Twitter, the site locked my account for 12 hours and made me delete the tweet. There you go, dude. And this woman's going on to the fact of, like, I'm proud to be a slut, and I should be able to call myself a slut on my own Twitter page. And uh, she's a lesbian, and she was praising how slutty her and her woman are together. And she's making the same point I am. Like, I'm trying to, you know, be positive slut, (laughs) not negative. You're pro-slut. Right. You're taking the word back. Exactly. And then I found another article talking about the the increase in the word slut and whore on Twitter that, you know, they can monitor these words and that the, you know, that it's gone up X percentage. And so then why weren't all of these people, you know, suspended from Twitter? It's only the people who have a ton of 
followers, dude. I guess. We're just <laughs> such influencers just out there. They so kind of popular. Well, like Brewski said, we got people, uh, you know, tweeting, Elon Musk tweeting Nazis. <laughs> and uh, The Nazi pictures, yeah. No, he can do whatever he wants, uh, apparently. Now, having said that, he did just suspend Ye, Ye, Kanye West. Uh, you know for, his name is Ye, dude. Why do you keep I, saying Ye? Because I've trained myself that it's Ye. It was a recent realization <laughs> you guys pointed out that it's Ye. I don't want to give the douchebag credit of calling exactly. him by his correct fake name. Like, Ye, Ye, Ye. His name is Kanye fucking West, and that's probably not even real name. So, uh, Elon Musk did just ban or suspend him for tweeting a flat out swastika. You know, the, the tweet <laughs> Bruski showed us was a Nazi soldier that Musk tweeted out, like, yay, tweeted out a full-on swastika. Well, it wasn't just a swastika. It was a swastika in the center of and intertwined with a Star of David. Right. And I got to yeah. tell you, Elon Musk, I, I, I find this to be a little hypocritical here. Um, Twitter CEO Elon Musk said that he wanted to punch yay formerly known as Kanye West, after the rapper last week tweeted an image of the swastika uh, intertwined with the Star David. Nice job, Brewski. Um, so Brewski. first of all, one of the rules is you can't incite violence. Didn't he just say he wanted to punch somebody, specific person? How is that not inciting violence against Ye? Yeah. He's obviously been giving uh, a little leeway. A little leeway for Ye. Leeway for Ye. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I find that a little hypocritical, first of all, that, you know, Elon Musk is tweeting pictures of Nazi soldiers, but then says, you know, yay, went too far with the swastika. Like, dude, you're doing almost the exact same thing. Well, then, you, yeah, know, you know, I saying mean, you want to go punch the guy that's inciting violence, which is another Twitter rule. Yeah. I, no, it's, that's, it's all based off what is making them money right now. You know what I'm saying? But I also, I also think that the Musk thing with the uh, soldier picture I think he's just as just dumbass enough to not know that that was uh, Nazi soldiers in that picture. You know what I mean? Probably could of course, be, dude. It was pointed out to him rather quickly. I don't think he took it back or suspended. Oh no, no, but taking it back, yeah, yeah, he left it out there. But I mean, as far as posting the original picture on that, but I mean, I'm I'm never one to give anybody an excuse, uh, like ignorance or mental illness or anything like that. No, but he's, you're not. He's, He's just dumbass enough to go and post a picture like that without doing any background check, you know? Yeah. yeah. Did we yeah. Uh, watch uh, or listen to Alex Jones and yay? Oh. I, I, I've read the, the transcripts of it, and apparently Alex Jones even got uncomfortable and was trying to either distract yay or talk over him so the words were, you know, uh, you couldn't it understand was crazy. I mean, Alex Jones obviously is a pile of shit. And yes. even he knew what he yay was saying was like it was too far. Dude, it's way too far. And you can if you watch it instead of just listen to it, I mean you can see him in the background just like pursing his lips like, Oh my gosh, dude, why are you saying that? He kept trying to give him an out like what well, you're saying that, but what you mean is this and nope, no, nope, this is what I mean. Here's a small clip of uh what he said. Okay. The most Nazi like activities I've seen and the Nazis, in my view, were thugs. It shook people down to a lot of really bad things. But they did good things, too. We're going to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're going to stop dissing the Nazis all the time is what Come he on, said. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, like, let's well, stop dissing them. I mean, dude, this thing went on forever of him saying that he loves Hitler, that he likes Hitler. And I'm just thinking to myself, 
Why? Why are you having him on the show? Well, because you're getting press. I mean, obviously, but... yeah. I saw some great old tweets that somebody shared the other day from some hip hop artist like four or five years ago tweeted, it's okay to get off the Kanye West train before he starts saying Hitler was a good guy. And it's literally where we've ended up at now. Wow. You know, when, when Alex Jones comes off as the sensible one, yeah. then you know there's a problem. Right. Yeah, we've got an issue. Uh, uh, and you can add dressed it. up in a some sort of spandex uh, ski mask too, covering his yeah, whole yeah, face. I mean, you know, spandex all the way over his face. You couldn't see his face at all. And I kept thinking, like, did he do that so he could at some point come back and say, like, that was an impersonator. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. I don't know is if it this, was a fashion statement, an attempt not to uh, associate his face with the audio. I don't know what that was. Is this some sort of performance art? You know, like a like a moonshot sort of thing? He was I'm on sure. his way to a bondage session right after the uh, Alex Jones interview. Oh, yeah. And you can add Alex Jones to the list of people I'm proud to have fired from our station here. Rush Limbaugh and Alex Jones. Nice. Granted, I was the one to put Alex Jones on, but it was years <laughs> more. First of all, it was years ago before he was so crazy. He used to just be a libertarian. And so I was trying to balance the station out, and he was the best-known libertarian talk show host. So I put him on just on that premise. And when he first started, he was libertarian. He was you know, doing all that stuff. But then he just got way, way off the deep end. And so I waited until the uh, 2016 election was done. Because uh, at that point, he was inciting... He was doing this, like, if you go to a Hillary Clinton event and if you swear on air, I'll give you $1,000. You can't be offering money for, you know, breaking the law. So I waited till the election was done because I didn't want to look political. But, yeah, as soon as it was done, I kicked his ass off the station. Well, you know, right after the Boston Marathon bombing here in town, um, he actually sent some of his folks to to come and protest and say that it was a false flag operation. Mm. And... um, Let's just say that the, the Alex Jones people who showed up to do that uh, needed quite a bit of medical attention by the time the day was done. Yeah. Because the, the, people, the people of Boston didn't just tell them, you're a piece of shit and you better stop <laughs> saying what you're saying, but they beat the snot out of those guys, like really bad. Right. Well-deserved. Yeah, a very Bostonian response. <laughs> it was, you like them apples. Right? <laughs> yeah, it uh, was. It, it ended poorly with them. Uh, speaking of Kanye, uh, Mr. East, uh, West, sorry. Uh, here's a good one. A London tattoo removal studio is offering free sessions to people who no longer want Kanye West inked on their bodies. I saw that, dude, and I thought, uh, well, it's a great way to get press for sure, but I wonder how many people they've had come in. I mean, who is yeah. getting Kanye West on their body, dude? You know some morons are, but yeah, that oh, brings yeah. up the question of like, you know, one of the reasons I've never gotten a tattoo is I don't know what I want on me permanently, and Pete Davidson's got a great stand-up bit about he has the Harry Potter characters tattooed on his arm, and he's like, what if one of these kid, you know, people ends up being a child molester and I tattoo them on my body? Yeah, that's why you don't do uh, characters of people. No, like human they, beings, you know, because they're real actors behind the characters. So, yeah, he was worried about that. Yeah. No. Are I'm you a, ever going to get know, a tattoo, Steve? No, I doubt it. I mean, not at this stage of the game. And I just don't know what I would do. I don't, uh, I don't know. I think sleeves are cool. 
Like, but that's that's a lot. I don't know if I want to get a sleeve all of a sudden. <laughs> and the other thing I worry about with tattoos is they they're fashionable. You know, the type of tattoos that are cool have changed over the years. And now, if you have a tribal, you know, armband, you're considered a huge dork. If you have a tramp stamp on your lower back, you're considered a, a slut. You know? well, just don't go with what's trendy, dude. That's how you avoid that. I mean, how can all you? the well, all the old forties. Uh, yeah, that's what I have. Stuff has come back, and people love that. Come it's back, timeless. That's what I'm saying, though, it came but, and went, but it never went. It just wasn't as popular as it used to be, and then it came back, and people were like, "Oh yeah, that's awesome art." So you just have to, yeah, you want to think about what you're going to get. I want to see a neck tattoo or a face tattoo on you. God. And that's the other thing. When is that going to go out of fashion? And a bunch of morons walking around with face and neck tattoos. Like, They're everywhere. It's That's a phenomenon. Dude. Ridiculous. <laughs> I have told my children, if you're going to tattoo something on your face, just tattoo, don't hire me. Because that's what you're telling everyone. Seems like it doesn't play. We don't play it by the same rules as we did when we were young. You wouldn't hire a person that had a face tattoo at the radio station. I mean, maybe at a radio station because a you can't see people on the radio, and b we're kind of hip and progressive and rock and roll and all that. But face tattoos—I mean, really? Good God, no! Well, I I know that. Show Neo me a good face a tattoo, tattoo soon. Say that again. Neo is going to get a tattoo, maybe soon, sooner than later, as soon as they're available. I don't I don't know about that. That's a good question. I would have to ask them, but. Um, face and neck tattoos like i would go with the at least semi-smart strategy of tattooing yourself somewhere that if you need to cover it up for a funeral for a job interview for whatever well, thing you don't want to be showing that then that's probably smart and okay but well you know i i i used to work one of my client sites when i was uh working for the office services company one of my most of my client sites were cool with me wearing like a short sleeve polo shirt because they were business casual in the office and yeah. you could see my tattoos and none of my tattoos have anything um, offensive on them. They're not edgy or, or no, no, no. Although I had a coworker at one of my client sites that actually had a nude woman on his forearm and he worked there all the time and it was a college and anything, but I was like surprised. Like they let you show that here, but one of my client sites, um, I had to actually wear sleeves that covered my my tattoo like you couldn't show any tattoo in this particular office whatsoever it was a financial yeah. service it was a capital management company right and they were just really really um uh really conservative i mean hell there was a day there was a patriots playoff game and it said everybody could wear you know patriots gear to the office so i'm walking around the office going to pick up the mail and they um, the office manager come over and tells me you can't wear your hat I'm like, well, I thought we could wear gear today. Oh no, you can wear a jersey, but you can't wear uh, you can't wear a, cat, a baseball hat here in the office. And you sob. You remember the uh, Will Ferrell SNL bit where everyone was told on the Fourth of July they could wear patriotic clothing, and he shows up in a like speedo, you know, red, white, and blue. And he's got like you know a, a short shirt on. He's like, what? I thought we were all okay to wear patriotic stuff today. Like, gotta be yeah. specific. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I don't know. No, listen, I'm not anti-tattoo. Uh, my ex-wife would tell you the reason she doesn't have one is I told her like uh, I like pure, untouched skin, but I've evolved on that. I mean, whatever. But what about this Valley Girl? Any? tats dude i don't know yet i haven't asked and uh haven't been able to take the tour but um if she does i don't I, you know, I don't care but i don't know it's just tattoos are artistic they can go right or wrong 
my ex was telling me about a tattoo she wanted, and I kept kind of to delicately tell her that sounds stupid. Like, could you artsy it up a notch or something? Like, I don't. Know. Yeah, you got to be careful, dude. Rachel's had a couple of her tattoos removed, and she has always told me like, you really need to think about what you want because yes. getting them removed is very painful. I would have Spider-Man tattoos all over me that I would now regret if I... I wouldn't let you do that. <laughs> well, well but in my 20s, that's what I would have done. And, you know, nowadays, I don't know. Like, I don't know. At least with tattoo removal, you have options these days because you can get the laser removal, which, yes, it kind of hurts. Yeah, I bet. From what I understand. But it's not as bad as the old way that they used to remove tattoos. And we actually talked about that one time on BJ Shea's show with uh, former... Patriot and Washington State player Chad Eaton, who had a tattoo removed from him. And what they used to do is they literally would scrape your skin with a blade. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sounds awesome. That's a that's that's awful. Give me the laser. I can deal with the laser stinging my arm. Just no blade on my arm, you know? No, I'd rather do the uh, laser hurts, dude. I bet. I'd rather do the cover up thing. You know, there's a lot of good artists out now that can take a shitty old tattoo and make it into something new. But I don't know how many times you can get away with that. The more they expand and layer something, the less you can ever undo it again. But you will start to look like Pete Davidson, dude. I'm sure he's got a ton (laughs) of cover ups. No, he doesn't have any cover ups at all. He's got to have a few. Every every inch of his body is tattooed. I mean, you don't think he's gone over anything with a a different tattoo? But if you look at them, they're all standalone because a lot of them are letters or shapes that that are or really Harry Potter rec- characters recognizable. And usually with a cover up, what they do is they'll they'll go to where the shape or the word is and they'll make the tattoo so that it draws your eye away from where sure. that part is. And it would have to be bigger than than, than what he already had on him. You spent a lot of more time looking at his body than I have. <laughs> well, good luck to them all. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, fuck Twitter for banning us for saying the word slut. Sluts have rights, too, and we can praise them if we want to. But I don't know. Uh, Should we talk about comment section? Uh, Hey, before we talk about comment section, I want to talk about Brucey and his escapades uh, out on the road. Sure. Uber stories. Uber delights. Yeah, he's got a couple from the weekend that he said were uh, doozies. So what happened? Well, first, the uh, woman with the, uh, t- the asked me for my telephone number last week. Oh, yeah, 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 dude. I almost forgot about it. How, how's that coming along? Oh, the humanity. Oh, boy. Blew uh, up in your face, huh? uh, she just was like not. She just literally was just looking for somebody that could just tell her where where to go and places oh, not to go. Me. So, nope. you know, last week we were saying Brewski had a woman in his Uber, asked for his number for tour guide purposes, but then she texted you right away. We thought, you know, maybe something was going on there. So what what did you text her and how did it fall apart? You want to see my uh, dick? <laughs> no, I just said... I'll take I just, you for a tour down south, baby. I just, I sent her a text, a reminder, hey, you know, it's it's Jason from, you know, the Uber and, and, and I was just like, you know, I'd like to you know, show you this place and that place, like Nick said to do. My dick, and, my butt. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, no, she said, she said, those sound like really great places. You know, my guy is coming to town oh, next week oh, and uh, oh, we'll have to check oh. them out. And so I kind of figured that was the end of that there. Yeah. yeah well, so whatever. She said my guy it became Charlie Brown's teacher. Blah, 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 blah. 
I give you credit for trying because there's no harm in trying. And there you go. She she let you down easy, though. So that's all right. Exactly. So now there's that. Now, here's what happened this past weekend. All right. So I got pinged for this ride. And this is a fairly good ride. It's probably about a good, I don't know, 15, 16 miles. And it gets me close back closer to Boston because I'm south of Boston in a town called Dedham at this point. So then I go to pick this guy up, and it's like after two in the morning. I don't realize I'm picking this guy up at a storage facility. Ooh, that is kind of creepy, dude. Oh, yeah, and I come pulling up, and he's got a boatload of shit on the ground out in front of the storage facility. That so he I'm wants like, to put in your Uber? Yes. Right. And I, so I drive, and I drive a Ford Flex. And it's now you're a moving company all of a sudden. Exactly right. It's three rows, and my third row the folds down, and that sort of thing. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So we load everything up in the car. We get going. And this guy starts telling me what's going on. He's like, how was your day today? And I, how's your night going? I'm like, oh, it's all right. And then that kind of opened the floodgates to let him tell me exactly what it was going on in his life oh, and why he boy. was in my car with his stuff at a storage facility. First of all, dude, small talk fucking questions should remain small talk questions. How are you does not mean you should include actually how you fucking are, dude. I mean, I don't want to know all about it. A little quick ditty. Uh, it's, I've had better days. You know, we could do that. But I don't want to hear your whole fucking story. How long did it last? The entire ride. Oh, uh, so but the, so, and and here's the thing is this guy is an Iraq war veteran with PTSD and he's got woman problems and family problems. Mm, and, they get and a I'm, therapist. I, so anyway, so then he asked me if I could stop at a gas station so he can get a water. OK, whatever. I stop at the gas station. You're an accommodating Uber ride driver. Okay. Hey, you're so, like a doctor. You got patience, dude. Eight minutes later, I'm getting a message from Uber. Hey, your ride has been stopped for a while. Are you okay? So I'm like, yeah. yes, I'm okay. And then this guy comes out, not with the water, but two bags full of junk food. Oh. He gets in my gets in my car, starts eating junk food in my backseat. I Did finished he ask? The, no. No. Dick. And, and then, and then, so then we're driving, and I, I get to where I'm going to drop him off. But at this point, it's almost three in the morning. And when we pull up, there's a guy outside this apartment building yelling for someone to come down and open the door at this apartment building. And this is a town, suburban town, just kind of north of Boston. So now we, we've got a situation there. It's a lot of noise. So I'm unloading this guy's shit. And while I was at, before I did that, I took the next ride automatically because I just wanted an excuse to say, hey, I got another ride I got to get sure. to. I didn't, even, I didn't even pay attention to where it was going to. <laughs> right. <laughs> so then, so then uh, the, the guy who's screaming outside the apartment building starts saying something to my, um, my passenger and my passenger's like, don't worry about it, buddy. I got it covered. And the guy's like, don't fucking call me your buddy. I ain't your buddy. And then, and then my passenger's just like, all right, well, what's your problem? And the next thing you know what I hear, oh, yeah, well, what are you going to do about it? Oh, like, oh, and that's why. And now my passenger's dude. Well, it's about to happen, right? So I start yelling at my passenger. I'm like, hey, you got to help me unload all this shit. And he says to me, no, no, no don't worry, buddy. You're not going to have to fight this guy. I'm like, that's not what my problem is. I just want to <laughs> unload this shit and get out of here. I got to ride. I got to get to, right? So not I'm a referee. <laughs> I'm unloading. I unload the last of his shit. Him and this other guy are still going at it, yelling at each other. And I got in the car and I just, boom, I got out of it as quick as I could. So I didn't have to deal with it anymore. Nice. So then, Although, then it would have been good uh, viral video if you had filmed them, you know, beating the shit out of each other. So. Oh, oh, it would have been amazing. 
So that led me into my second ride. Well, well I, hold on, hold on. What did he rate you? Five stars? Yes, and he gave me a $9 tip. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on to ride number two. This, this is where it gets really weird. So I go to pick up this woman, and we know what time it is. She's dressed really nicely. You know, heels, skirt, makeup, lipstick, the whole nine. Now, if I'm picking you up after three in the morning and you're dressed up that nicely. Yeah. You're either a lady that's working for the evening. Sure. Or you're going to a hookup. It's one of the two. Uh, Nothing was smudged. She was uh, still looking sharp and ready to go. Completely intact. All right. No no messed up hair, no smeared lipstick, nothing like that. Right. And so I'm like, okay. So as I'm trying, and she gets in the car and she doesn't speak a lot of English. And so I speak a little Spanish with her and confirm where we're going and that, and that sort of thing. So as we're driving, I think she's talking to me. But then I realize I turn my radio on. She's on her phone and she's sobbing in my back seat. Oh, she's, no. she's sobbing. And then as we're driving, all of a sudden she starts laughing hysterically. And then she goes back to sobbing. And it went back and forth like that. And I'm just like, this is an unhinged person. Yeah, this is uh, the true definition of, uh, yeah, well, I can't say that. This is a true definition. Somebody needs a little help, you know? You oh, know my gosh. Yeah, Mood swings. Yeah. Different personality. Yes, dude. Wow. Mood swing just... Mandy is in your back seat, dude, <laughs> and you're trying to. Yeah, and she's like sobbing and then laughing. and then You're and laughing? Then... She no, she's, a... she, no, she's laughing. She was oh, listening to our podcast do? on her phone. That's how our audience reacts. <laughs> That's got to be it. And, and, and I'm, I'm looking at my, my, my phone, and I'm seeing how much time I have before I get to drop this woman off. And I'm, like, running red lights. And I'm just, oh, I just you get were rid- panicked. No, not panicked. I'm just like, you know what? I want to get – she was also going to a not-so-great place I, I really don't like to go to. But Bruce, I needed an excuse to drop the other guy off, you know. We got to so. be more selective on these rides, dude. If you die in that Uber, I'm going to fucking kill you. But, but Nick, I had I needed an excuse to get to the to, to get away from the guy, the PTSD Iraq veteran. But you well, traded down, apparently. That's harsh. Yeah, but then again, you're in, in the back, dude, crying, laughing. Do you ever just uh, say, hey, what? You all right? No, 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 because I, I didn't want to get involved. But who do you pick up at 3 o'clock in the morning in a major city that's just sober and well-adjusted and off to some place to church or something? I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, you, I mean, granted, sometimes I'll, I have rides going to the airport that early in the morning, but this was not that, obviously. Wow. And this was just, oh. So I where just, do you drop her off? You said it was a bad part of town. Do you think it was uh, she was I a hooker? Off- no, I dropped her off in this town called Lynn, which is just north of Boston. And they have a saying that says, Lynn, Lynn, the city of sin. You never come out the way you went in. And so, uh, yeah, um, it's not my favorite what, place what, to drive what to. What was she doing, do you think, at 3 o'clock or whatever in the morning? I was dropping her at a house. Don't know what she was doing. But she was dressed really nicely. And I told Nick, I was just like, you know, either she's a lady working or she's going to a hookup. One of the two. That's well, what I thought. Yeah. Bizarre. 
Yeah. Very bizarre. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Uh, yes. Harness, do you have pussy at your door? I, I mean, do. I'm sorry, gentlemen. <laughs> what? My cat What's is that? scratching at the door. It's driving me fucking nuts. I hear her out there meowing and scratching. So I was trying to delicately slip away and tell her to get the fuck away from my door. If you let her in, will she just sit on your... She'll probably sit on my lap. Yeah. So. All right. No. Well, let, let, her make, let her make a guest appearance on the show. No, that's all right. By the way, we're talking about pets. My women. What, what is your, your cat's name, by the way? Austin. Okay. How Gender neutral. It? Like it's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell your cat's name? A-W-E-S-T-I-N. Yeah. See? Huh. This is my uh, gender neutral firstborn. She, uh, they decided to name the cat, and there's some rock star that she likes that is gender neutral, and his name is Austin. So that's what, huh. that's what they named our cat. Okay. And Austin's a great cat, but yeah, she's become my little shadow. So if I let her in, she'll just be sitting on my lap for the rest of the show. Not that I don't want some new pussy on my lap, but not uh, not this one. So, Ruski, yeah. I gotta say, uh, it, this was a week where I thought to myself, you know what, dude? I pour one out for Penelope. Oh yeah. Uh, Brewski lost his dog, and I'm telling you this because obviously I'm sorry. I know what that feels like. But, uh, so, dude, you're going to freak out at this. The day you tell me that, the very day my Facebook memories come up, and it was the same day that I lost Pebbles. Uh-huh. Oh, no way. So I'm thinking to myself, there they are, dude, over the Rainbow Bridge together. Oh, I yeah. bet she was there waiting, ready to go, dude. You doing yeah, well, all right with everything? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing okay. Penelope's a good girl, and... She was an awesome dog, and I mean, I mean, how you knew her from when she was a puppy. I used to bring her to work with me, and Steve, I will tell you this: she sat in studio with me while I was producing Mitch in the morning, and she never once woke up and barked or made noise or anything. Yeah, that's nice. She really yeah. didn't. She was a great dog. We went on a few walks together and uh, had some good times. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one bro but I yeah. thought- losing pets sucks and i'm one of these people that thinks pets are part of the family so i have uh yeah nothing but sympathy and i don't know how i missed your initial post but i commented like two days later because i never saw, I saw that thank you yeah no that. of course but uh yeah no i'm, I'm sorry you're going through that well, but the thing about that though is, is that i received a text from jen and she never texts me and so as soon Did as i saw something happened immediately I, I knew something happened because i when i saw the number pop up I was just like, uh-oh, what's going on? Mm. And so it's one of those things you know. And yeah. uh, I think, listen, Penelope was like 16, so she lived a great life. And, Living that uh, pug life, dude. Oh, she sure was. <laughs> yeah. She sure was. Yeah, she was. She was a good girl. She was a real good girl. Yeah, so. dude, I know that uh, same thing. That we're talking about, obviously, pets that passed away, but like when they are – Pets that remained with exes been in that situation before. And I got a call from Heather out of the blue one time, and it was because a pet we had together had passed away. And it just kind of sucks the whole, you know, obviously it sucks for the loss of your pet. But you're like, fuck that, dude. Why didn't I have that? Why didn't? Why didn't Delia stay with me? Why wasn't that my cat, dude? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I understood why. The girls stayed with Jen after our split because she stayed in the house that had the uh, fenced in yard. And I was moving into the crazy bachelor house in uh, Greenwood that had a a big parking lot attached to it, but no real fenced in area and just no no place for the girls to. And also 
the girls would have gotten into a lot of crap at at the house, the the bachelor house. That they probably shouldn't have. So you were going to the pencil fighting mafia, and uh, uh, yeah, the girls weren't. That wasn't the best place for them. No, but no, not at all. I pulled one you. out for Penelope, dude. Thank you. Appreciate that. I've told you guys that I have a habit of reaching out to exes when I'm single to see how their lives have turned out. And uh, Laura, who I you know dated in Seattle for several years, she and I got two cats together, Benjamin and Sierra. Benjamin um, was the shit. I love that cat. They were both cool cats, and I, I, I left them behind in the relationship. I mean, I don't think she was going to give them to me anyways, but I sort of you know volunteered it up. But sure. uh, a couple of years ago, I had you know when I was divorced and single, I reached out to Laura to see how life was going, and I made the jackass statement of how are Benjamin and Sierra doing? Oh no, <laughs> they've been Not, dead for thirty years. Yeah, I mean, it's been seventeen years. <laughs> They're fucking dead. <laughs> you know, so. I was like, ah, oh, you didn't do the math on that, did you? Like, nice job. So. Yeah, so, what do you call Benjamin, dude? What do you call that kind of cat? A, a tabby, red tabby. Oh, I've wanted tabby a red nice. tabby ever since I knew Benjamin because that cat was just big and awesome, and I love the color of them. They're great yeah. cats, dude. No, for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> How they do it? Not have been dead for a long time. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this was, by the way, she was telling me, like, you know, uh, I've been basically single ever since we broke up. I got ovarian cancer at one point. Oh. They took off to Africa for years. Hey, well, how are the cats doing? The cats are dead. Thank you very much. <laughs> like, you know, like, well, it's been fun talking to you. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, will you look at the time? I just, right. I, exactly. Yeah. Now I know why we're not together anymore. <laughs> hey, let, me, let me circle back to uh, an Uber question for you real quick. Bruce. Oh, yeah. Sure. So go ahead. When I was in Vegas, uh, my only time I've ever been to Vegas, uh, I got off the plane and we got in an Uber and I told the guy, like, can we stop at a pot shop? I need to get some supplies. And the guy started quizzing me like, well, what are you looking for? What do you need? And long story short, apparently he had a deal with a certain pot shop that if he brought clients there, he got some sort of bonus. Do okay. you have anything like that for anything in Boston? Pot shops or bars or whatever? I, I don't, I don't, because th- that would just require me to really to have to go in and, and sell that sort of thing to somebody and, mm. you know, and I got the impression I, these pot shops had kind of put out the word to Uber drivers. But I, I believe it because there's so many um, people coming into town in Vegas who are going to look for that because there aren't a lot of states around the country where it's legal. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of people are like, hey, I, I'm here in Vegas. I need some. I need something to smoke, you know. And here's the quality thing I know about Brewski. Brewski will never recommend something unless it's fucking fantastic. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like he do, He wouldn't do it for money. He wouldn't do it for anything. It'd have to be a oh. great place. Well, yeah, well, it, how about a little bit of both? Good, 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 good place, and also the money too. That would be sure. Okay. Yeah, the money never hurts. But I'm saying you couldn't recommend a shit place to somebody. No, 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 not at all, not at all. That's now, if somebody, if someone's being a, an asshole to me in the car, and they're go. like, "Hey, can can you tell me a good place to go?" I'll recommend the shittiest restaurant around, <laughs> yeah. and, and where I know they're going to give you bad service, and I'll drop your ass off. Yeah, uh, you could really fuck with people's nights with that kind of shit. I, I could see you doing that. Speaking of pot being legal, hey boys, how about a trip to Denver? And I mean, just with the three of us here. Okay. With mushrooms becoming legal in uh, Colorado, mm. uh-huh. 
I, I'm honestly, dude, I'm thinking about making a trip. Here's the situation. I told Rachel this uh, a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. I said, you know what? I want to, I think I'm at the point in my life where I'd like to do mushrooms again, hmm. you know? Uh, and I was like, would you have a problem with that? Or would you do them with me? And while she would not do them with me, she was like, I don't care, you know, whatever you want to do. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm too old. I don't know any drug dealers anymore. Right. (laughs) I had said this on the show a few times back. Like, the drug problem is not what people paint it to be. You can't just pull up to any street corner and get whatever you want. Yeah, right. And now you're having that same problem. Go get mushrooms. Who do you know? Who do you call? Well, here's the thing, though. We may not have to just go to Denver because I have a story here from KATU and uh, TV. Yeah. And it's Portland, Portland, Oregon. It says the shroom house in Portland is getting attention around the country. And judging by the block's long line of people waiting to get in and buy psilocybin, local attention is even greater. Shroomhouse calls itself a wellness shop, but it makes no pretense about selling psilocybin in a dispensary setting, which is not legal in Oregon. But Measure 109 made it legal for some people to use psilocybin with restrictions, but the measure doesn't go into effect until January of next year. Right. So but, it is the, uh, the yeah, you're right. I mean, it is the, it's how pot started in all of our cities as uh, medical, you know, are you, do you have anxiety? Well, are you stressed? Well, depression? You know, I got my medical card in, in California years ago when we were visiting Jen's grandparents. Um, she was like, uh, you know, geez, I, maybe you're right. Because I said, well, maybe you should have brought some weed with you because her grandmother was driving her crazy. And she's like, I'm not that much of an addict. But then like a day later, we're in we're on Venice Beach. And she's like, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe I should have you know, <laughs> yeah, brought some weed with me. Right? So right. But then on Venice Beach, there are all these signs that say medical marijuana card, $25. And she's like, yeah, but I don't want to be on a government list. And I'm like, I don't care. So we go in and I got myself my medical card. And uh, then speaking of drivers bringing you to the pot shop, after after the doctor signed my my card, the guy says, oh, the first guy says, I said to the guy, listen, I don't live in California. And he says, well, where are you laying your head? I said, the Cadillac Hotel. He says, here's your address right there. So uh, he, his ad, my address was the Cadillac Hotel on Venice Beach. That's funny. I and made then, the mistake several years ago going to apparently a reputable doctor to try to get one because he, he made me jump through hoops. I told him I had migraines because I was told that was an easy thing, which I actually do, but it was an easy thing to get a medical marijuana card for. But then he made me, he was like, well, I need to see that you've been treated for it somewhere else. So then I had to go to my real doctor, lie to her, tell her I have migraines. So she wrote me a prescription that I then took back to this medical marijuana doctor to actually finally get my card. Oh, no, this this was this was easy. I basically, well, I went in, sat down. The doctor guy came in and this was a character. I'll tell you right now. You guys would have loved this guy. And um, and he sits down. We talk in a little bit. He signs my paper. The whole thing took maybe 10 minutes. And then as I walked out and the guy printed up my card for me, he says, my driver will now take you to the dispensary. Oh, and he, nice. he, gave me, he gave me a sheet of paper. And when I walked into the dispensary, I gave them the sheet of paper and, and she made a mark and set it aside. I think that the, the shops, uh, the, the medical yeah, card shops yeah. there, they get a kickback from, yeah. uh, from the dispensary. But it's funny because Jen was the pot smoker and not me. And so um, they were like, well, where are you going, ma'am? 
And she's like, well, I'm going upstairs with him. And they're like, no, only the only the patient can go upstairs. Right. right? Yeah, that's I had my uh, I had my license in Washington before you could just buy and or walk into a shop and buy. And it was the same type of thing, Uh, uh, you know, paid seventy five dollars, I think, to go in and talk to this quack that was set up to make a ton of money and it's funny dude because i went in and i thought oh i got a great reason i was like i'm just going to tell him i have ms right like he'll write this out no problem and he's looking at me and he's like hmm you sure you don't just have headaches i was like uh no i don't have headaches and it took me a second to get what he was doing but he was (laughs) basically like you have anxiety or anything like that i'm just like i have a (laughs) i have i have ms and he was like you sure it's not just anxiety and i was like sure i have some anxiety it was like bing bang bong (laughs) because ms is not on the list of marijuana helps it or something I think, I don't know. The only thing that I could think of is that the regulation to prove that must be harder for them. Uh, sure. uh, so I was just like, uh, you know, I just went with it. And he was like, okay, you know, you're all good to go. And it was the same type of thing. They had a doctor's office in one door and you walk through another door and it was the dispensary. It was all in <laughs> one shop. And I was like, how the fuck is this legal? But right. That's how I bought pop for a long time. But I'm intrigued because my biggest fear i don't know if you've ever gotten mushrooms that are you know not bad but you don't know how good they are of what you're taking you eat too many it'd be nice to be able to go into a place where it's a little more scientific of what you know how much to take and everything like that so i'm kind of stoked on the idea i thought it would be nice and i read about that portland one too uh, the voodoo donuts of the uh, psilocybin <laughs> shop in Portland have these lines around the block, dude. Uh, but I thought, let's take a trip, dude. I mean, we can go to Portland and wait for it, but I'd like to do this sooner than later. Take Who's a trip so we can take a trip. Uh, yeah. That's a really good question. I have thought about tripping again, and I'll tell you, like acid or uh, LSD, or not uh, LSD, um, uh, ecstasy, uh, Molly, whatever they call it nowadays. Yeah, no. Uh, no interest at all. But shrooms, no. you know, it's debatable. I mean, I may do it once. I don't, uh, it's nothing I want to get back into on any regularity like I did in my early 20s. But um, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm aboard, yeah. Would twice a year be too bad? I mean, I, I would do it once. I think as a novelty, but flying to Denver like that's a that's an expensive trip to take a trip. You know what I mean? Hey, dude, uh, we go over there. Let's find a band that we all like. We get we can fly in and go to a show, do some well, mushrooms. Well, I I just know that that when you're with people you have to be with the right people when you're doing i mean it's not like we're the right ass. people dude we're the right people yeah. i know but 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 we're also amongst a whole lot of the wrong possible people like people i don't want to be tripping around you know all right well Bobert. we can do it in private <laughs> uh, harness will bring his guitar and we can play some songs at home i suppose but... no 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 i mean i'd, I'd give it a i give it ai give you know i'm i'm fine with i'd make it work around other people 
Yeah, we'll see. I'll tell you, I had the one of the worst drug experiences of my life was in my early twenties. Uh, we had uh, I was in Michigan and we had just gotten a bunch of snow, and a buddy of mine uh, showed up and he was like, "Let's let's go skiing in northern Michigan. I've got some acid. Uh, I've got acid and pot. We'll have a phenomenal weekend." So I was like, "I'm down." So we jump in the car, we drive to northern Michigan. We never thought to check the weather. It didn't snow in northern Michigan, so the ski resort <laughs> wasn't open. But we had already booked a hotel room. So we're just like, fuck it, man. Like, let's drop in this hotel room. So this buddy and I. Oh, that sounds fucking miserable. It was miserable. We were at an empty resort. We were the only ones there. None of the restaurants were open. So we sat in this hotel room, the two of us, for 12 hours, tripping balls. And it was just so uncomfortable, so awkward. I literally almost lost my sanity that trip. So you were hanging out in Ypsilanti, Steve. No, this is way north of a good old Ipsitucky. <laughs> so, yeah. So if we're going to pick a, a, a destination, like, let's make sure there's definitely something fun and uh, non-cancelable oh, <laughs> you know, well, going on. We can be going around in the snow, walking through the snow and and. Right. Here's the thing, dude. Denver is a fantastic city. Oh, yeah. Uh, We can find a ton of shit to go do. You know, we can make it a fun trip. No pun intended. But we should uh, we should think about it, dude. I'm going to make I'm going to do it. And I would love to have my brothers with me. It'd be fun, dude. Let's ponder that. But uh, Denver, by the way, you pussies mile high oh five thousand feet huh you're proud of that huh <laughs> i live at seven thousand feet all right motherfuckers so <laughs> you ever tried mile to, high is going downhill for me you ever tried to remove snow in seven thousand feet right get I'm your heart going dude gangsta so <laughs> yeah. yeah all right are we ready for uh what are we ready for i got news we got comment section from the vocal minority what would you like brusky pick your poison we can go comments because I've I've got some I've got a story I've got two good stories for, for later in the show one in particular that will blow you away oh boy Ooh, All wow. right. let's just run through some quick comments here yeah. I um we've uh, we've done a variety of new videos this last week on our various social media platforms but I was kind of sitting on these ones that uh, we posted earlier today because I just knew they would piss people off and it's on the topic of gun control. Everyone's got an opinion on gun control, and the conservatives freak the fuck out. So uh, you can find it on all the socials, but I posted it in two parts, gun gun control. And I I posted intentionally a a title that I knew would just irritate people. I said, gun control solved. (laughs) (laughs) Part one, part two. So uh, I will say, first of all, the 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 first video we posted on YouTube, uh, it, you know, it got several hundred right away. And it's 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 stacking up there, and we got a bunch of likes. So you know, some people were agreeing with us, but right. as always, you know, the conservatives come out of the woodwork. Yeah. Uh, so first comment here, and the, this was me, by the way. Hey, Brewski, we're in the middle of a fucking story, dude. Break Sorry about that. Uh, what was I saying? Now I don't remember. Someone else. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. Okay, good. Now that you apologize, it's okay. So, anyways, this was the uh, the video where I was saying that uh, no type of assault weapon should be in civilian hands at all because they bore you out. They make big, nasty injury <laughs> wounds. And what was that? Hello. I don't know what just happened. Nick, are you okay? I think Nicker Snickers has kind of had a problem there. I'm sorry, dude. I swallowed wrong. <clears throat> oh, I think Nick just took a big bong hit. So, okay. 
Anyways, should I just proceed, or am I calling 911 for you? <coughs> no, please, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're just breaking my flow throughout this whole discussion. <laughs> you want, you, you, you want to take a premiere? Okay. No, please. I'm sorry, dude. I, I apologize. Are you okay? I'm okay, yeah. Okay. Well, that's debatable, actually, but all right. All right. Anyways, uh, the first oh, comment here. Hot dogs here. God, dude. I'm sorry. This is. You know what this reminds me of, Steve? I just want to see how awkward I can make this because you're just stepping all over me here. This this reminds me of when we were filling in for Robin and Maynard and I was trying to do a sports report on the morning show and Nick kept playing sound cuts over me as I was doing my sports report. Yeah, it's really annoying and distracting. Oh, I know. <laughs> Fucking dick. Right. All right, do you have more to get out of your system, or can I read some of these comments? I'm good, dude. Everything's working good over here. Go for it. I just know what's about to happen. (laughs) First conservative comment on the post here on a very serious topic of public shootings in our uh, schools and concerts and everything else. Uh, Yes. I was saying that no civilian should have an assault weapon of any kind. Uh, This person said, I think the main reason why people wish to ensure that things such as, quote, assault weapons are allowed in civilian hands is for self-defense and giving that, quote, unquote, assault weapons is such a vague term. Uh, I think it's best to ensure ownership of said category. You got to remember that originally... Originally, we had these sorts of military-style weapons in 1776 all the way through the 1940s. Probably a better solution is just to make sure that psychopaths don't get their hands on these guns. Is he trying to say that there were the machine guns were available back in 1776? Basically, yes. He's saying that back then they had what assault a weapons. But dumbass. I mean, come on, muzzle loading. You know, had Gatling guns you could just uh, keep in your upper breast pocket. Right. Now, granted, yeah, I mean, a Gatling gun, which didn't come about till 1884, was like a cannon on wheels. Yeah, you're going to just going to if someone comes wheeling something like that around the corner, you know, I mean, that's different than an AR-15. Listen, he's be- got half of it right. Yes, we need to make sure that we're not selling to fucking morons and psychopaths. But there's uh, not everyone can uh, get everyone can get by. That's my point. Right. Well, it's one of the other points we made is there's gun show loopholes and selling to sure. relatives loopholes and all of these loops. So, yeah, and how do you determine who's the psychopath? If only there was a quick and easy exam for that. But, yeah, yeah how insanely disingenuous to compare an AR-15 to a, a muzzle loader from 1776. Exactly. Now, here's one of my – this is the most common gun nut argument I get that, you know, you don't know your terminology. So this guy says, you know that an AR-15 isn't actually an assault weapon, right? LOL. Rifle and gunshots, you can survive? Because I was saying I'd rather get shot with a rifle, a hunting rifle, than an AR-15. Uh, An AR is a twenty-two caliber, and it has a 30.06 rifle semi-automatic. This guy doesn't know anything about guns. Guy's all fucking horny as he's writing that. <laughs> like, right. like uh, we get all it. whacking off. Oh yeah, yeah. twenty-two caliber. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> classic. Like, I'm sure you have an opinion on nuclear weapons, but I bet you can't tell me all the parts of a nuclear weapon or how it functions. It's or just have like you ever that... talk to a doctor who's seen the, the wounds that they make. Come on, right. 
Or, or, or the classic, I see this online all the time, like, you know, here's the female reproductive system. Can you name every part of it? If not, you don't get to have an opinion on abortion. Perfect. It's making the same, like, you know, just because I can't, just because I, you know, assault weapons are technically fully automatic. Go fuck yourself. My point is an AR-15 is made for military use. It's made to tear people open. And you don't go hunting out. with an AR-15, dude. And if you do, you've got issues. Of course not. So, and I'm happy to put together a list then if, uh, if we need to all be on the same page for terminology of what's an assault weapon. Fine. An AR-15 is not an assault weapon. It's a fucking military weapon, and that's my point. It shouldn't be in civilian hands. Exactly. Uh, this other guy here makes the point that the, uh, the deadliness of a gunshot does not simply come from the type of gun you're using. It comes from the type of ammunition. Yes. Single shot rifles can use the same rounds as assault weapons. Okay, so my reply to this guy was, perfect, thanks for pointing it out. We should ban that ammo, too. Like, everyone's missing the goddamn point here. I don't care if you, if you can put the, uh, uh, the, the ammunition in a different type of gun, and it's just as deadly. Like, it's the deadliness that we need to get rid of. So whether it's the gun or the ammo... You stop. know what we're saying. You know what the gist well, of what we're saying is. If you disagree uh, with it, that's fine and up for argument. But why are we arguing all these technicalities of what you know and what we don't know or vice versa? Just you, you understand what we're trying to say here. There are too many guns that are too easy to get that are killing people on a massive level. That is a phenomenon, dude. Fact check it, Steve. Right. Exactly. Well, and, and you can shoot a lot more bullets with an AR-15 than any than other kinds of weapons. That's what makes them an assault weapon. Yes. Because, because you can wage an assault on not just one person, but multiple people, and you're firing in rapid succession. Happens every day now, right? Yeah, it seems like it. Well, and the reason the gun nuts push back on these things is because they understand that we do have a valid point and they can't refute it any other way than to try to say, well, you didn't say the right size of ammunition or it's a it's a clip. It's not a magazine. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Should we just ban cars? Right. And uh, yeah, again, you're just uh, missing the entire point here. So. Uh, yeah. I, another good comment here was somebody said, that's your opinion. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. You were saying point, it though. out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we just uh, we got a lot of this uh, pushback of just, uh, you know, terminology is wrong. Therefore, I'm going to ignore everything you're saying. So, you know what the goddamn point is I'm trying to make that, uh, you know, if I had if you had to be shot. Would you rather be shot by a 9mm handgun, a 22 caliber rifle, or a fucking AR-15? And by the way, the answer is obvious, but, you know, an AR-15 is not fully automatic. It, it's only as fast as you can pull the trigger. Okay, that's still pretty fucking fully automatic, right? Listen, this is a bit macabre, but I really want you to think about this, and I don't say it for shock value. If you had, whoever this is that's writing this, if you had your children in an enclosed area... And there was a gunman that was going to come in and try and shoot your child. Would you rather that they had a pistol or rather they had an AR-15? Of course. Sure. I mean, that's an easy question to answer, right? So that's all it is, dude. Come on. Your kid has a better shot. Everyone that's been involved in these mass shootings is going to have a better shot while we try and get a hold of the mental health on this country. Uh, If these guns aren't out there, that's it. That's it. It's real simple. Yep. Yes. 
Um, yeah, we, uh, I haven't read any of these yet, but TikToks now seem to be uh, taken off of the gun control. Uh, here's, here's a good one. Uh, if it weren't for the ridiculous laws made by the Democrats, then none of this would be necessary. Dems have no idea what they're talking about. This is, again, this whole, like, you know, you don't understand guns as well as we do. Uh, bite me. We understand what's happening. Like, so, yeah, do you want to be shot by a, a gun that you could potentially survive or one that's designed to make sure you do not survive? What? No, well, let's talk about the fact that most of these mass shootings are done by Republicans who know about fucking guns. It's not the knowledge that we're after here. Right. And I hate the argument that criminals don't follow laws. Well, then why do we have any laws? The point is, obviously, you make laws to restrict, to minimize, to make it harder. Because here's someone commenting like, well, there's ways around it. You can just modify it. How do we stop people from modifying it? We make laws. We make it harder to get the parts. We make it illegal if you get caught. It's a deterrent. That's what laws are. They're deterrents. Obviously, criminals don't follow laws. But it's a deterrent for some people. And we could keep going with it. But let's start somewhere, right? Let's start somewhere. And then if we still see things happening on a mass level that we need to take care of, we can continue to walk down this path. Of course. It's the whole, like, no solution is perfect, so we're not going to do anything. Right. (laughs) Like, would you do that for anything? I've got cancer. Cancer's not curable, so I'm just not going to do chemo or any of the drugs. I'll just do nothing because there's no perfect solution. That's the point. There is no perfect solution, but we got to try something. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. So, yeah, uh, call me crazy, but I'd like a decent chance of surviving these public shootings. Whether it's from the type of wound I get or the, like I said, the other point was the magazine size, the clip size, like the the fewer bullets you can shoot at me, the more often I can run. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, so there you go. Some feedback from the vocal minority out there. And I knew this gun stuff would piss people off, so. So well, and remember, Steve, uh, remember the video, the the song that I shared with you this past what, week? Oh, uh, well, the Ted Nugent track. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. But, no, but but what Fred you Bear. said to what 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 you said to me about Fred Bear when you texted me back? What did I say? I don't remember. Now. <laughs> well, Fred, Fred Bear always said that you need one shot. That's yeah. all. I mean, if you're really a good hunter and a good marksman, yeah. you pride yourself on being able to do it with one shot. Yeah. None of this like firing you know mass amount of bullets or anything like that it is true uh a a real hunter only needs one shot and if you need 20 you're an insanely shitty hunter and someone else because i had made the comment about you know hanging out with conservatives in michigan that they just love to go out in the woods and blow stuff up and this one guy was basically defending it like i have that right yes it is fun to go blow stuff up in the woods and i'm an american and i should be able to do that and my reply was, well, I bet taking a nuclear bomb out in the woods would be fucking awesome, too. <laughs> but are you suggesting that we should all be able to have nuclear bombs? Dude, we can't have hand grenades. And I always thought it would be fun to throw a hand grenade. The fact that I can sit and daydream about what it must be like to throw a hand grenade, uh, a hand grenade is enough for me. Like, <laughs> we, we shouldn't be giving hand grenades, correct? <laughs> This is what video games are for. Go blow shit up online. Well, either that or or Nick could always ask Dan. I'm sure Dan probably threw one and while he was in the core. I've talked to people who have thrown hand grenades. And I mean, you know what? Here's the other thing. There's, there's a lot of regulations on uh, weaponry that you can go try out. If you go to Las Vegas, you can shoot a flamethrower. You can, you know, get horny with all your gun stuff if you really want to. You shouldn't be able to do it in your back fucking yard. It's just yep. stupid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
No. It'd be like doing medical procedures by yourself. Like go to a uh, hospital where they're trained and can supervise you and do it correctly. Yeah. Like why aren't you crying that you can't drive a NASCAR out on the freeway? There's a specific place you can go and do that if you'd like to. It wouldn't be safe if we could just have NASCARs out on the freeway. Exactly. Yeah. Again, we're applying logic to the situation, and there's a lot of people that just don't want to hear logic. You know, just let it be. And by the way, your uh, your boy, you conservatives, Trump just called to suspend the Constitution. Mm-hmm. I believe the Second Amendment would have been suspended as well under Trump's insane edict that we should suspend the Constitution because Trump was wronged, and he wasn't, by the way. But well, and isn't that why we have the Second Amendment and uh, a Second Amendment for? That type of stuff. Right. This is when we want guns, apparently. This is what the Second Amendment was written in the uh, Constitution for. In case the government ever said we're throwing the Constitution out and you have yes. to defend yourself from tyranny. Well, yes. the, but but think about this, though. I don't think that Buford and his AR-15 is going to last very long against the best trained, best equipped uh, military right. in the in the entire world. I just I don't tanks. think... And, yeah. and planes <laughs> dropping bombs. Yeah, exactly. It's an absurd About. notion. Back then, yes, you could you know defend yourself against tyranny because they had muzzles and you had muzzle loaders. But it's obviously gotten a little further from that. Well, but the other the other part about the the Second Amendment that a lot of people overlook is that prior to the Second Amendment being written, there was a slave revolt down in Haiti, a very bloody slave revolt. And Haiti is no more than a couple of hours south of Florida. And word got to the mainland states about this slave revolt down in Haiti. And slave owners wanted to make sure that that same thing didn't happen here. So that's where the Second Amendment, part of the reason why the Second Amendment came about was because they wanted them to be able to protect themselves. Tremendous play by Bruski. Well, I always say to gun nuts, like, all right, so the Second Amendment says you have the right to bear arms. What uh, what re- well-regulated militia are you a part of? Because that's what it says. Yeah, and the last time I checked, our, we have a well-regulated militia. It's called the Guard and Reserves. Right. And by the way, like, you know, it says well-regulated, and everyone pushes back against any type of regulations on guns. It says yeah. it right fucking there that you should be well-regulated. Not regulated, well-regulated. And it's not open for interpretation, Right. And if you and if you go into deeply into the Second Amendment, they actually have provisions in there on how your weapon is to be stored, how your ammunition is to be stored. And there were, there were very specific um, and now granted it's for muzzle loaders, right. but right. the same could be applied to modern weapons. So now do you want the government telling you how you need to store your weapon and yeah. also your, your ammunition? You probably don't. It's not cafeteria. You don't get to pick and choose what right. parts you want and what parts you don't. That's what I'm saying. Like they, they, they hold up the Second Amendment, but they ignore what it actually says, that it should of be course. well-regulated and you should be in a militia, <laughs> not just shooting in your backyard. And I always love it, too, when uh, gun lovers are constitutional scholars all of a sudden. Go ahead and ask them what the Fourth Amendment is, the Thirteenth Amendment, the Twelfth. They don't know any of the fucking amendments other than the First and the Second. Rachel, uh, being an attorney, took years of constitutional law Mm. and always finds it so interesting that these people seem to know this so well. When when you study the Constitution, when you study constitutional law, it's written in a way that it must be broken down into very small pieces to understand where it came from, what the intent was. And it 
takes years of brilliant minds to fucking study to know exactly what that says. That's why we have a Supreme Court. That's why we have, you know, great minds on this that they can uh, determine exactly, oh, was the law broken? Uh, you don't have any idea what you're talking about. I don't have any idea what I'm talking about. Let's be frank. None of us on this program have any idea if we really want to get down to the minute details of the Constitution. Uh, that's why there's people who study it for their whole lives. And people that say we shouldn't be tampering with the Constitution, you know, what they wrote back then, that's what it should be. Do you understand what the word amendment means? It means to amend. <laughs> like, they, they set it up to allow us to amend it over the years. That's well, why you, we see progress in these United States. Well, yeah. do, do you know what the average age of the quote-unquote founding fathers was? Mm, 27. 26, 27 years old, exactly. Right. And how many times do we hear conservatives say that 20-somethings don't know what they're talking about and come back to me when you have some life experience. 100%. 100%. But they all had gray hair. How could they only be 26? I don't Those get were it. wigs, Steve. What? Well, <laughs> wait a minute. No, 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 let's, let's also remember that you know, there's no refrigeration, there's no freezers, you know, food is really kind of sketchy, and the water was so sketchy that most people drank cider and beer throughout the day like we would drink water these days <laughs> right we got a bunch that's of drunk gonna, 20 somethings right <laughs> that's country. gonna age you a little bit some, uh, some we had hard some living been, dense and uh some yeah. hard living have been done at those addresses yeah well so there you go so check us out on the socials i knew gun control would rile some people up but uh we've got some fun videos coming our way too so hell yeah stay tuned for more we and do? eventually me crying i'll get that out there <laughs> oh, really is that on your list of things to do it is yes well i think my favorite one i, I pulled that i got to get posted is the uh what i call the kinky roommate uh you guys were just laughing hysterically at the idea that i picked the wrong roommate back in the day <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so so we got some fun stuff coming too i think that is the the coolness of this show i mean we we deal with serious topics we deal with funny things i mean we can be opinionated about guns and then make jokes about you know blowing a load in someone's throat i mean that's, uh, <laughs> diversity that's What's diversity. Up? that's a, that's the kind of shooting steve can get behind that's right yes, that's right. i've known some people that could take a shot and survive just fine so yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right let's transition into some news stories i've got a i, I got well, a quick one i'll start with and then bruce okay. you said you had something so oh, yeah. a real champion <laughs> There, you guys have heard, like, you know, every year they, uh, the, the dictionary, the Oxford dictionary will announce what the word of the year is. Have you, you've heard of this before, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm old, but you just tell me if you've ever even heard of this. Uh, this came out today, uh, asked to, uh, sum up 2022 in a word. Uh, the public has chosen a phrase, which right there is a contradiction. Is it a word or is it two words? Is it a phrase or is it a word? Don't whip it on us. Oxford Dictionaries has said that the word of 2022 is goblin mode. Goblin mode. I have uh. never heard of that. Hmm. Let's see uh. if we can try and piece it together. Okay. It defines the term as a, quote, type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. What? I, I've so, never heard the term goblin mode. I've heard, I've heard knob goblin. Right. I've heard beast mode, uh, but goblin mode? And this is the word of the year? 
Well, I mean, I guess I guess when you think about a goblin, obviously they don't really exist, but the way that they're painted is that they kind of do what they want to, you know, they 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 party, they 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 flout the rules, they tell little kids to fuck off. You know, <laughs> they stuff. do? Where have you ran into goblins? Well, Nick. I, I mean you, it's an honest question. Are, are goblin is that what a Nick, goblin when, is? Nick, Nick, when you party when you party in the places I do, you know, you run across <laughs> these things. <laughs> when you're out in Boston at three o'clock in the morning picking up people, you see them. <laughs> This article says driving for Uber. I had a fucking goblin in my backseat. (laughs) It was 3 a.m. Fucking goblin mode on this. (laughs) First seen in Twitter on 2000 in 2009, goblin mode gained popularity in 2022 as people around the world emerged uncertainly from pandemic lockdowns. Seriously, have either of you ever heard seen this online? Is I've never ever heard of goblin mode. It's got to be an age thing, dude. Well, but the Oxford Dictionary picked it as the word of the year, so that's uh, heavily flawed. Mm-hmm. And I guess I it just makes us all old, I guess. But I'm going to have to ask my kids now. Do you know what goblin mode is? I bet yeah. you. I bet you Croswell for sure. I will ask. I didn't know so, what a chomo was up till a couple of weeks ago either. But apparently, I am one. So, according to Britannica.com, <laughs> it says a goblin in Western folklore is a wandering sprite that is usually mischievous but often malicious. Goblins supposedly live in grottos, but attach themselves to households where they are believed to bang upon pots and pans, snatch night clothes off of bodies of sleeping people, move furniture in the night, and flee after rapping on walls and doors. They are thought to help parents discipline children by rewarding the latter with presents when they are good and punishing them when they are disobedient. The word goblin derives from the word kobolos, which means rogue. None of this makes any sense as to why the fuck goblin mode is is a term being used or or anything else. But. We were hunkered down for the uh, pandemic, and I guess it just means we're going wild on shit. I'm going to yeah. do what I want to do. I'm going to suck everything I can out of life, and I'm going to go goblin mode on this bitch. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, as it explains it, I guess. But again, I, I've never heard anyone use it. So how did that become the word of the year from Oxford <laughs> But isn't it usually like that's the case when they come out with this word of the year sort of thing? Like more times than not, we're asking ourselves, have you heard of this? Did you know anyone who uses this? Does it say what it was last year on that article? I was just going to Google what the uh, word of the year. Because, uh, no, normally it's some sort of, you know, pop culture oriented thing. Uh, For example, last year's word of the year was vax. Okay. We heard okay. Vax yeah, a whole yeah. bunch, right? We, we got that. Yeah. So uh, in 2020, uh, let's see, Oxford Word of the Year 2020. Jab. Uh, <laughs> well, I got to read this whole fucking article. Are you kidding me? No. Um, 2020. Okay, here's a list. So 2020. Oh, they didn't choose a word. Uh, 2019, it was climate emergency. 2018, it was toxic. 2017, it was youth quake. I don't know if I know that term so well, but I don't know. It, it seems to be, you know, pop culture sort of, uh, you know, words that are the buzzword and we're all using like vax. I get that. But goblin mode, I just again, I, they picked it for whatever the reasons. I've just literally never heard anyone say it once. So. Yeah, I wonder what the criteria is. No, I don't I mean, know. Is to get people like us talking person, about it. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yep. Never heard of goblin mode, but yeah, it's in my uh, repertoire now. Well, there you go. Use it in a sentence sometime in the next week. So. Will do. Oh, Ruski, my God. What's, uh, what's your news article? 
Well, this guy might have gone goblin mode. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> All right. I in will. Orlando, in Orlando, man. So you know the story. Oh, Florida. It's, yeah. it's Florida. Okay. <laughs> Fucking Florida. An Orlando man was in Clearwater where he had sex with a golden doodle in front of adults and a child. Damaged the nativity scene display at a church and tried to steal a vehicle, police said. Wow. Sun- Sunday, Oof. police arrested 36-year-old Chad Mason on several charges, including sexual activity with an animal, exposing sexual organs, and criminal mischief to a place of worship. Wow. That day, the officers responded to an apartment complex around 4.30 p.m. According to the arrest affidavit, Mason knew the owner of the dog who was taking her golden, golden doodle out for a walk in the apartment complex. Then he started having sex with the dog in front of the witnesses, including oh adults gosh. and a juvenile who was less than 16 years old. Oh, in fairness, that golden doodle was a big slut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to get us booted from Twitter once oh, again, Steve. You sorry, bastard. Elon Musk. Let me make some Nazi jokes. I know that's more acceptable. So I guess, I, I, well, maybe the, the bestiality might get us banned this time. I don't know. Uh, well, that's multiple affronts to Jesus right there. Banging oh, a yeah. dog in a nativity scene. <laughs> well, it says when he was confronted by one of the adults, he fled and began to wreak havoc in the surrounding areas. He went to the Northwood Presbyterian Church where he knocked over a nativity display, broke potted plants, and tossed children's toys from the playground area. Wow. Jeez. That's a hell of a bachelor party that guy's having. I mean, if you're going to get arrested. I suppose you're going to go all goblin mode and really go into it, you know? (laughs) But did he do a golden shower with the golden noodle? (laughs) Are you a sex offender? Yes, I think it's pretty clear that I haven't been prosecuted yet, so. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. What is it with Florida, dude? Right? Yes. Jeez. That's a fun game, though. Google Florida man and just see what comes up. Matching up to that dog and banging away. Oh, my God. That poor dog. I know. I've been a. Uh, I've been a part of it. L- listen, I'm gonna. <laughs> what? <be> what? what? <laughs> <laughs> listen, Wait a minute. Nick was just holding the camera. He wasn't banging the dog. <laughs> <laughs> no. Listen, I am gonna tell you something that you've never heard before, oh, and boy. it's it's a it's a hard point in my life that I have to try and get over, all right? Uh, uses for peanut butter that nobody knew about? No. <laughs> no. Listen, we used to have a group of friends who would hang out, and there this guy, uh, his name was Woody. He had a dog, and this dog loved to hump things, right? Mm. Uh, we also had a friend that hung out with us there, and his name was Kurt. And this is one of those stories that I look back on and I think, this is why uh, when the Founding Fathers wrote all that shit at 27, I look back and I think I was such a fucking idiot, dude. Why didn't I stand up and say something? Kurt used to get this dog would come over and hump his leg all the time. He would roll him over and start fucking whacking him. Oh, story for me before, I think, the yeah. Red Rocket. The yeah. Red Rocket, like in front of all of us, he would start oh. like whacking him. And I just remember like giggling, like, thinking it was so funny. And like, oh. that makes me sick to my stomach at this point in my life, obviously. Right. right. Wasn't that an yeah. episode of Yellowstone where they made uh, Jimmy go jerk off the horses? Yes. Right. Yeah. Speaking so of maybe which, your friend you win? No, I'm not yet. Uh, okay. I've realized, uh, first of all, I tried to hack into the Paramount thing. It didn't fucking work. I have a business account 
that I tried to use to log in, and it won't let business accounts access the uh, app. So, uh, but mm-hmm. the Paramount app it does release Yellowstone, but only like two weeks after it's originally aired. So I'm trying to wait for the first couple of episodes to be unlocked. The first yeah, episode yeah. is, but second one should be now that we just had it last night. But so no, I haven't gotten caught up yet. It's getting harder and harder for me to watch, only in anticipation of whether or not you're going to think the program is moving fast enough. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be holding you up. But, uh... oh, it does. But last night was another great episode. Yeah. Right. And I'm digging this new uh, Tulsa King uh, Stallone show. Oh. That's nice. a Taylor Sheridan production. How many uh, episodes are you in on Stallone? Three. Okay. And you're digging it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and it's a show you like. Some people are uh, relating it to The Sopranos, which I have never watched. I mean, I've watched a few episodes, but I've never I never got into it. So, but I know you really like the show. So I do. I would loan you the DVDs, but I know it'll take you thirty years to return them. So, yeah, I'm not one for quick returns. Watch them on demand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry that your friend was jerking off dogs at your uh, high school hangouts. But, All right, uh, I haven't seen him in years, but uh, I'm yeah. sure he's doing well. I'm sure he's well adjusted. <laughs> His dad. Dude, I mean, he they they came from money. His dad owned Pizza and Pipes, which was a huge establishment uh, when I was a kid in Washington. It was a pizza parlor that had a pipe organ that ran all the way fucking through the restaurant in different rooms, and it was all connected to one pipe organ. Pizza and Pipes, it was a great place. They had a pipe organ in their home. So, and it was the same type of thing. Probably had a five or 6,000 square foot huge house. And pipes were just uh, peeking out of all different corners of this house. Wow. And his dad had come home after a day of work and play this fucking pipe organ. And it would just, you know, radiate all across the house. And it was eerie and creepy. I have no doubt in my mind there's a reason that boy right. dogs off. Yeah, that's that's a weird uh, restaurant concept too. Was it something before that, or they built it to have pipes to have a pipe organ at a pizza place, or was this, it a church and then they made it a pizza place? Or? This freaking guy, dude, loved pipe organs. He loved pipe organs. I mean, they made the whole place around it. If you want to raise your kids to jerk off dogs, then that's how to do it. <laughs> Which is, pipe organs come from churches, right? I mean, right. yes, interesting. Cleaning the pipes. Yeah. in the pipes. Uh, I mentioned earlier in the show that we've picked up uh, listeners in Germany this past week for whatever reason. Uh, Danke. Guten Tag. Good God, they're on the air. Right. <laughs> uh, so here's an article out of Germany. Uh, I, uh, people suck, right? I've been talking about this a lot. Just people suck. The good um, ones do, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Although, speaking of that, I have noticed that women do kind of suck in general. And I will say, uh, just on a quick sidetrack here, back to uh, the Valley Girl, I, I shared briefly with her the tale of the Hindenburg. Oh. And, you know, I might be able to tell this woman the entire tale someday because she was like, listen, women are terrible people. Like, women will do terrible things to you. They will end relationships terribly. Like, she was fully on board of, like, no, guys don't suck. Women are fucking psychopaths. I was like, I appreciate the the honesty from someone in the tribe, you know? What's the question that you ask? I mean, honestly, for you to find out, uh, are you still friends with any of your exes? I mean, what are questions that you can ask to see if they end relationships in a good way? 
I don't know. I guess you just have to ask. I mean, my ex offered up all these stories, and that should have been a gigantic red flag to me. But again, somehow I thought, it never happened to me. When was the last time you boiled a bunny? Yeah, exactly. Good question. Yeah. So uh, on the topic of women uh, being crazy, and uh, a shout-out to our new friends in Germany, a uh, 72-year-old German woman has been arrested after she allegedly, not once, but twice, switched off a hospital roommate's ventilator because she said (laughs) the sound was annoying. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You're sharing a hospital room with someone on a ventilator, and you're so annoyed you shut. That's attempted murder, I do believe. Yeah, I would say so. That is not a nice Frutenstein. Right? The woman was detained on suspicion of attempted manslaughter. Jesus. Can you imagine showing up to see your relative and the cunt in the bed next door is shutting off her ventilator? I turned that off. It's hard to get anything (laughs) to sleep around here. Wow. Yeah. Just let you know, dude, we this world is full of crazy people. Yes. Crazy people. Speaking of crazy people, and we've been talking about gun nuts today, uh, one of the other comments we got on there was basically a guy saying, like, why do you call us all gun nuts? Like, it's so derogatory. Well, because you do stupid, nutty things. A 70-year-old man was arrested at a Palm Beach hotel, uh, good old Florida again, uh, pulling a handgun on an employee who came into his hotel room to help fix the television, but it was taking too long for him to fix the TV. So the patron took out a handgun and threatened the employee to fix my TV faster, goddammit. Someone get me some Cheetos! Jeez, dude. People are off their rockers. Mm-hmm. Well, what is you know, this world coming to? That's what I'm saying. To, to that point, uh, I have a story here. A family game night in Tulsa turned violent and led to an assault charge. According to the Tulsa Police Department, officers responded to a call of shots fired at a home Saturday evening. Police say that the family was playing Monopoly when a fight broke up between John Armstrong and his stepfather. Well, yeah. After, I mean, Quote, after knocking over the Monopoly board and turning over furniture, another family member told Armstrong and his stepfather to take the fight outside. They went outside and Armstrong pulled a pistol and chased his stepfather and stepsister down the street at gunpoint over Monopoly. It's Monopoly, bro. I get it. you ever played Monopoly? Because it takes so fucking long, you lose your mind by the end of it, and you become very angry at the people next to you. (laughs) Pay your goddamn rent, you know? Fuck. I love a great game of Monopoly. Are you guys board game guys? Uh, you know, it, earlier in the kids' lives, we did a lot of board games, but you got to pick the right ones because they do bring out the evil in everyone, and Monopoly <laughs> in particular. I mean, I'm not kidding. That game takes 12 hours to finish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you lose your sanity by the end of it, so no weapons allowed at the uh, family game night. The I'm tables, serious about my games, tables, flip, tables flipped over. The money's all over the place. Monopoly pieces are all over the place. Yeah. Hopefully one of them will step on that fucking little Monopoly house barefoot and be so, reminded of the day. When, when you play Monopoly, what what piece do you like to use to go around the board with? Uh, I'm, I, I think I'm the, uh, I'm usually the hat or the car. Yeah, the top hat or the car. Steve? I bring my own custom uh, metallic bong. That's what I use to go around with. But, oh, okay. No, I, usually I'm, I want to be the race car, right? Or the yeah, thimble. everyone Because the thimble the seems so stupid. It seemed like a fun thing to be. The dog is always fun, too. Mm-hmm. I just like that yeah. it teaches us all to be slumlords, basically. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude, uh, you know Jay Leno is a big car nut, right? Yes. We all know that. Did, did yeah. you guys hear what happened to Jay Leno? 
Yes. His hobby uh, blew up in his face. <laughs> yeah, dude. And uh, I saw the car that burned him. Yeah. So this was a steam car. Yes. Oh. Right? Have you ever been burned by steam? Ugh. No, but any sort of uh, anti-car that runs on anything but gas seems like it would probably blow up eventually. Yeah, this uh, this steam car. Well, you, I mean, hopefully most people know how steam Is engines a, work. Was it a Stanley steamer? Uh, I'm not exactly sure, Brewski, but it, yeah, it, carpet, it was so. it was just something like that. Okay, so I mean, it's obviously just creating uh, pressure to be able to move something sure. down the tracks, right? This. You have to bleed this steam car. So, you know, there's different switches you got to open and let some steam out and bleed it. Dude, he was, his skin melted. I mean, he was melted by this steam car. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I've uh, seen him. I've seen him since he's been out of the hospital. He got burned pretty badly. Yeah. It's one of those things, though, where I have limited Man. sympathy for uh, celebrity rich people that blow their money on things like that. And then it literally bites him in the face. And it's like John Denver, like building his own airplane. And then he takes it up and dies in it. Like, I, I how upset am I supposed to be? People say that John Denver meant to do that, that that was a suicide. But, mm. uh, well, I shouldn't say people. Steve really has me checking people are myself. Saying. People are <laughs> saying. Uh, there is some conspiracy out there that John Denver committed suicide. But you're right. I mean, uh, but you would have the same type of shit. You know how many motorcycles that you would have if you were yes. fucking super wealthy? Oh, yeah. I would. Uh, yeah, I'd be right there. This is more jealousy talking than uh, practical advice. But, yeah. I've lived yeah. in sympathy for rich people in general, but no, I do yeah. the same thing for sure. Yeah, I hope no. I can own a warehouse full of dirt bikes and have one of them blow up on me someday. We'll see. Is that the first thing you would buy if you were like wealthy, wealthy? What uh, dirt bikes upon dirt bikes? Yep. I don't know. I, I've always wanted to own a brand new dirt bike, so uh, you know maybe I would. But I would not buy experimental wood-powered, steam-powered <laughs> dirt bikes. You know how they say, dude, that uh, if you're a rock star. Uh, you will get to a point where like normal sex is not enough for you because you've seen so much weird shit that you just need more and more to keep getting off. Okay. You, you've heard the theory and I, I have think a new it's, goal now. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a great show for Valley girl to listen to. Uh, if you are going to have cars, that would be, I mean, at some point in time, if you can buy anything and everything, well, then maybe you want to go back to your roots and buy a steam car. I don't yeah. know. No, I mean, that's a sign you're way too rich and into your hobby when you're buying antique novelty cars. And, you know, I give Leno credit that he works on them himself and, you know, he seems to have real. And by the way, Leno does seem to be frugal. He has said many times that all of his Tonight Show money is sitting in a bank account and he never wants to touch it, that he's living off of, you know, stand-up comedy and commercial endorsements and all that stuff. Well, the guy's never changes his clothes, dude. <laughs> I mean, every yeah, time you see that guy, he's got the same outfit on. Same blue shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Leno's a cool guy, so I'm glad he didn't die in the whole thing. But, yeah, my, my sympathy's limited for the rich guys. He can afford the skin grafts, so <laughs> it'll be okay. Interesting you know, to see the two directions the uh, big late-night boys have gone uh, with Letterman and Leno to see where they're both at. Uh, Leno doesn't seem to want much to do with the public anymore. And uh, David Letterman's doing some cool shit, dude. Have you watched any of his shows on Netflix? Uh, I see some of the clips, you know, circulating online. 
I just love that Lenderman grew the Grizzly Adams beard because he said, like, all those years, my contract said I couldn't have a beard. So as soon as yeah. I was done with that fucking TV show, you know, he grew the biggest beard he could. Yeah. No, his and his uh, I, I've enjoyed all the conversations I've seen him sit down with people and have a more intellectual conversation in long form. It's been pretty good. Yep. Uh, speaking of things evolving, and we have uh, we got about ten minutes left, so uh, I got one last article here, and then if anyone else has closing thoughts, uh, feel free to get in there. All right. Uh, this uh, when I read this headline, I thought, oh, this could be interesting. The five habits that have been wiped out by the internet. Now, this seemed to me to be some sort of nostalgic, like you know, uh, why don't we do these things anymore? But. As I read through this list, I'm like, no shit, these have been wiped out. Uh, the first thing on the ma- on the uh, the list here, top five things that the internet has wiped out. We rarely use physical maps anymore. No shit. And why would yeah. you want to? I remember the days of using an old Thomas guide to deliver shit, dude. Oh, yeah. Place around town. And, uh, yeah, I would never want to go back to that time. It's like saying I, we don't use whale oil anymore to light street lamps. Like, no shit. We, <laughs> like, we don't use well, physical maps. Physical maps sucked. Well, I've actually had college students in my car, and I've told them about the Thomas Guide. Right. And I, I was like, you know, and they're like, you're talking like MapQuest, right? And I'm like, no. This, <laughs> right. is a, this is a book, and you had to open it up and look at the map, find the street, and find like the A15. And then you did the grid thing, and they're like, yeah. They're, they're looking at me in utter horror. Like, how did you people live back then? Right, how did exactly. you? Yeah. Rachel's really into topography and old maps and reading maps. So I've got a little collection of maps and well, one of my, artwork or something I get. You don't have yeah, a map right, in your right. glove box anymore, right? No, but I would like to. I think I will now. That's a great idea. I'd love to pull out a fucking map, uh, you know, a trifold map and <laughs> get it out and be like, let's see where we're going today, sweetheart. Here's you a can, homework assignment for you. You can go to AAA and get them still. Can you? Really? I mean, that's so weird. Yeah. I remember there was a map store in Seattle, and I just yeah. thought, like, how long until that place goes out of business? Like, I think seriously. It's still there. It was in the U District. Like, is that place still there? Oh, there's one in the uh, uh, Pioneer Square. Uh, there's one down there. Yeah. There's one in the uh, old market that I know was, you know, a year or two ago. Maybe the pandemic shut it down. I'm not sure, but it was there for quite a long time. But it's art. You it, know. I was going to say, it's just collectability, right? Yeah. You know, my uh, one of my greatest finds, I'm out walking the dog one night and I uh, uh, used to walk my dog over to this elementary school. And uh, I'd go by the dumpster when I was going home every night, and they would set shit outside the dumpster that they were going to get rid of. I got a couple of uh, old school, like 70s, pull-down big classroom maps. I love Uh, those things. Those are the best. Yeah, I've got got two of them, and they're just wound up sitting in a corner somewhere, but I've always wanted to use them in a room somewhere. Hang Uh, those bad boys up. Yeah, I should. I need to do it. There was a fun transition between technologies where MapQuest became the thing, but then you still had to print out MapQuest so and you know, carry it in your car with you. <laughs> so you were still kind of using a paper map, but it came from the Internet. So, yeah, it was a, it was a weird segue, right? Yes, it's been brilliant. Uh, I love that my car tells me where to go. Oh, of course. Love all right, so uh, top five things that have been wiped out by the internet, uh, and they're Can trying you do to do it like me. David Letterman doing top five things. I have to grow my beard much longer, <laughs> much quicker. 
Paul, cue the music. For me. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, tell me if you ever did this, by the way. Uh, number two on the list, we never sit down and read an encyclopedia. Hmm. I have think done of when that. The last time I've done that is been years. Oh my gosh! Something what was weird. that? What something, was that? Oh boy! Something weird just happened to my computer. Oh, I'm getting like I'm getting like virus threat alerts. You are? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that was weird. Oh boy! <laughs> Pull together, Nick and Steve. <laughs> so much for this podcast. I just tainted the entire hard drive on my computer. So, uh, no, that was weird. Uh, anyways, do you guys ever sit down and read encyclopedias? If I want, you used to do. If I it's something I used to do for school projects, obviously because I went to school a long time ago. But I still have here at the house the encyclopedias that we had when I was in elementary school and into junior high and high school up in my parents' attic. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah I haven't. Uh, I haven't read an encyclopedia in a long time. But yeah, that's how we used to do study for research papers and stuff yeah well i've asked the kids like do they still have why do you go to the library at school anymore like google it like all of that information's out in the world sometimes you just like to hold something in your hand you know it's funny at rachel's law office you know over the years i've seen you used to walk into a partner's office and they'd have a huge bookcase on the back of their wall with all the literature that they needed. And I've seen that shrinking over the years, but they still, Rachel still carries around books from time to time. Yeah. Neo's told me when they go to the library, they're like the only person there. Cause yeah, you know, the card catalog. I mean, how ridiculous. Google. Dewey decimal system, dude. Yeah. yeah but you know what though? Sometimes being at the library, just, I don't know. It inspires you to kind of get more done and to kind of focus on what, on what you're doing because it's quiet. It's you're usually right. It's usually warm. There's people that are like everyone else is there kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You and the homeless so, guy. Yeah. Hot librarian over in the corner <laughs> adjusting her glasses. Well, you know, there's that too, obviously, you know. All right. I hope I didn't ruin my laptop, and now I have this article pulled up on my phone. So we'll see if I can ruin my phone too. But Oh, boy. Uh, number three. And again, this is like, you know, the top five things the internet has wiped out. Uh, we aren't spreading out the Sunday paper at the breakfast table anymore. Oh, That's I one I missed, that. dude. Love, love it. But, yeah, but no shit. The, the print media has died. Like, that's not a nostalgic thing. That's time moving forward. And oh, taking love. over, like, newspapers? Really? I love holding a paper in my hand. I love the scent of a newspaper and just feeling it in my hand. I love a newspaper, too, Brewski, and I, I'm not past uh, laying it down on the table uh, on Sunday morning and throwing out some silly putty and, and you know, making <laughs> some fucking copies in real time. Right. I get it. Yeah, that's what Nick used the paper for. That that makes more sense, actually. <laughs> yeah. The only paper that I read every chance uh, every week was the Little Nickel. You know, I, I that's what I miss from the newspaper is reading through the uh, what are they called, Brewski? The one ads or what? One ads. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's See, that's I, what I miss about a paper. But my one of my. Uh, one of my friends still reads the paper daily, gets the paper mailed to his house and reads the physical paper daily. Yeah. Who's making a physical paper, though? It's got to be like the New York Times or something. I mean, that's a dying well, thing. My, my, cousin in- actually, my cousin actually prints the paper for both the Boston Globe, uh, the New York Times, and also the um, Wall Street Journal. They, mm-hmm. they, uh, they print it yeah. at the no, same, same facility in Taunton, Massachusetts. So my cousin is a, a print operator. 
This guy's just... in Chicago, and he's constantly, well, I shouldn't say constantly, but one a couple times a month he's taking pictures on his iPhone and uh, sending me certain comics that, you know, in the comic section that he thinks are funny. I miss being able to get my news and dirty my hands and ruin the environment at the same time. So it's too bad newspapers have gone away. Well, I used to I love every, every Sunday getting the Boston Globe, the best newspaper in the entire country, with the best sports section in the entire country, mm-hmm. and reading everything from cover to cover. Every uh, that's a fact. You do realize in the world of radio, print media is a direct competition, and I'm very glad I get it. I'm dead. I, I, I get Stop it, but I, them. <laughs> I still love it. That's what I like. All right. Number four on the list, because we're almost out of time here. Um, We don't rush to our sofas for appointment TV, meaning Friday night at 8 o'clock, my favorite show is on. Do you miss that, or is that so much better that you don't have to do that shit? Uh, It's changed my life. Uh, It's changed my life in a way that, you know what, if I could say right now, let's click the clock back and go back to it. I'd rather go back to what we used to have. It's so convenient to fucking watch so much programming on TV now that I think it's ruined my life. You're the one that introduced me to TiVo, and we both thought that was the greatest thing ever, that we could record the show and watch it when we want. TiVo was great, dude. It made great noises. and Well, but the other thing, too, is is, is that when you have that – set thing that every week that, that you do with maybe a group of people. Yeah, but you can still do that. We're going to sit down and watch Yellowstone, no, but that's it's not on the, demand. It's, not the, you know, like, it's not, just not the same thing. It's not you need the, the same corporate thing. networks dictating when and how you can no, watch No, 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 not, not even, not even just, just that. I just, I just think that some things have to happen at a certain time. I agree, Bruski. It's romantic. Um, and do you guys not miss TV stations signing off? Yeah, what a novelty yeah. that used to be, huh? They yeah, I remember. Right? If you were up late enough that you saw the sign-off, like, you done did it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the last thing on the list that the internet has wiped out, again, no shit. Why uh, we aren't writing letters much anymore. I always say, unless I'm writing a kidnapping hostage letter, like, you're psycho if you're writing a letter to somebody in this day and age. You think? I do it all the time. I do, too. <laughs> that is crazy. My handwriting has gotten so bad because I don't write anything by hand anymore. Why would you? Just for the nostalgia, you want to sit down and write a letter to someone? Listen, if I'm... Go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I still got a box of letters that I received from women throughout my career <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> that i can that i can go open when i'm feeling low or down or melancholy and and read and open I, messenger and do the same thing no it's not the same steve come no, on let's get nostalgic not, it, it's not personal there's, there's no personal touch to that at it's all it's so easy right brewski i mean if brewski sends me a letter in the mail I think to myself, it's not creepy. (laughs) I think to myself, he took real good time out of his day to make this happen. He was thinking about me. I would think he took my child and is writing me a ransom note. (laughs) I don't think so, Brewski. I love you. So then then, if somebody buys you a nice gift, how do you thank them? I call them and say, hey, thanks. (laughs) I I text them. Stop it. Text it. Just stop it already. Sometimes it forgets, too. Send a thank you card. No, I, I was never really good about that, but I haven't written a letter to somebody in forever. It's like writing a check. Oh, the nostalgia of writing checks. No, it was a pain in the ass. We've modernized that stuff. I wrote a check a week and a half ago. Why? To who? Who needs checks? 
People that come to my house and do services? Venmo. Come on. Oh, just, just stop it already, Steve. <laughs> stop embracing modern technology. You're right. By the way, my checks have a... Yeah, give, uh, go and give your banking information to, to everybody to just hack into it. Okay, yeah. Oh, you can't. You know, <laughs> checks don't have mad. routing numbers on them and, uh, to, to, you know, account numbers on them. You got to do a lot, a lot of steps to be able no, to. When to you do sign up for direct deposit, what do they want? A canceled check because it has all the information right there on. I get it, but Venmo is a lot. Is your your all of your stuff is on there? Your credit cards, your check. At least if they only get your checking account, you're only dealing with one thing <laughs> on Venmo. All your credit cards are right there too. You yeah, want to sign out and sign all that over to them? Go ahead yes. and do it. I do. I do. No. <laughs> Get him. I'm nostalgic about credit card fraud, so that's my. Me, yeah, <laughs> if you're gonna pay me, give me cash. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing. My kids will come to me. I need ten dollars school today. I'm like, I don't have cash. What century is this? I got to go get cash. Can I vend oh, it to your teacher? Come on. I I keep I keep cash in in my in my room. I call it my petty cash because sometimes I'm gonna need it. Bruski, you and I, I mean, we got some synergy happening here. Well, because- like if I like if I order a pizza, right? Yeah. I don't I don't always want to give somebody my debit card number over the phone and all that sort of thing. I just don't. So when the when the pizza guy comes here, I can pay my pizza guy cash and tip him and boom, I'm done. The transaction's done, you know? We're talking about safety, Stephen. Of- and then the guy calls and says, He never paid me. What what proof do you have? He handed me cash. My Venmo's got trackability. I and have if I get fraud committed against you me, know, the company refunds my money. Oh, no, no. Actually, no, that doesn't actually happen. You know why? Because I, I went It happened several times. I mean, okay, I but, Venmo, but hey, I've had but, my I bank bought, account get hacked and they refunded oh, no, wait, 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 wait a second. I bought something <laughs> a year and 18 months ago. Yeah. Get him, Brewski. With PayPal. Uh-huh. And, pay, and, and PayPal. Glad you have a record of that. Yes. No, but, but PayPal said, oh, I'm sorry, but it's outside of 90 days. We can't do anything about that. And oh what would goodness. happen if you paid in cash? Who was going to give it to you? Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. And then <laughs> yeah. my bank tells me, since you paid with PayPal, we can't help you with that, that transaction. So I'm chasing this fucking guy down for this <laughs> this item I bought from him. Like, where's my fucking item, you okay, asshole? Okay, but if you paid with a check, what, what what would that do to offer you extra security? Canceled check, dude. But, no, but at, least, at least the bank can actually go and get the money from his bank week where he deposited it into. And but by the way, 90 back. days, that's pretty reasonable. Why'd you wait a year to claim fraud? But because because it's, an, it's a piece of art that I bought from this guy, and a piece of art takes time to be made. And you don't understand, Steve, all right. Listen, he bought. We're talking nostalgia now or cybersecurity. I got lost all of a sudden. (laughs) Listen, Brewski and I. If the if the the shit hits the fan, Brewski and I can write each other a fucking letter with no power. (laughs) Listen, we can both go into our nightstand drawers and pull out a fucking crown royal bag of fucking change and dollar bills that we have stuffed in there, and we're gonna be fine. Whose house are you coming to, Steve? You understand nowadays when you write a check to a company, all they do is scan that information and throw your check away. Like it's just, it's. it's I get a copy of everything. it. That's all I know. And you get a copy of your PayPal account too. So mm, no, I have to go hunt that down. You're being unreasonable, <laughs> Steve. No, I just, I'm, I'm in so out on PayPal right now with this, with this whole thing. I bought this piece of art, thinking because the guy said, you know, it could take six, seven months before I get it done. I'm like, okay, no problem. And and here it is, like eighteen months later, and I still don't have it. And other people online have messaged me to say, you know what? I feel like I got and taken this guy too. He yeah. commissioned a piece of art, and you got to wait for it. I mean, what are you going to do? It sounds like a scam, just as you describe it. So I'm not totally shocked by that. But 
Yeah, he said he sent out this he sent out this video because I messaged him on um, Instagram, and he sends out this video where. Oh, you didn't give him a telegram. You used some modern technology. He he goes. He does. He does this. He he's like flip. He's like got a, like a stack of papers and he's fanning them as if to show that there are a lot of orders. Okay, you know what? So you have a lot of orders. Just tell me where my damn order is. <laughs> I don't think it's coming, Brewski. All right. The top to five things to- wiped out by the internet and new things created. Anxieties. I'm gonna have to go to California to this guy's place of business and shake him down. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, now you've upset our very own Brewski, dude. He's 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 a mean-looking lowrider guy, so I don't know. I mean, I may need to. This is your fault for appreciating art, okay? Uh, yeah, limited. How dare I? Right. You are very refined. All right, gentlemen, we've officially blown by three hours, which means editing this will be more difficult now. Did you Sorry. know Cool Edit has a three-hour limit? No. Yeah, I I've it learned does. that the hard way. Yeah, you can't mix down a three-hour file, or not over three hours. So I've developed <laughs> tricks on how I can get around it. I gotta, I'll mix down the three-hour something, and then you gotta cut it in half, and then you gotta mix it down in half, and then you gotta copy and paste the second half into the first half, and that Sorry. will trick the three-hour violation. But you know Sorry, what we Steve. say about that? I'm joking. I mean that's a real thing, oh. but I'm fine. I, I don't take an extra thirty seconds. You know what that means? What? Fuck you, Peter Quisgard. That's right. Goddamn <laughs> Peter Quisgard. That's a radio industry joke right there. That I don't right? If we explain, uh, we're committing fraud of some sort, I'm sure. Episode uh, 15 in the books. There you go. Fun as always, gentlemen. Uh, good chat about it all. If you're uh, still listening three hours and plus minutes into it, we appreciate you. Reach out to us. Go to thevocalminority.net. Find us on all the social medias and feel free to comment and argue with us so we can exploit you on the radio airwaves. Thanks, Steve. That airwaves. We're going to miss you. <laughs> right? Hey, Valley Girl. Let's ramp this up. Let's see what's shaking. All right. <laughs> Let's see what's shaking. I want to see what's happening next. Uh, we need some content for next week, and hopefully, you're going to be a part of that content. I want to know what kind of things, things happen. Hey, listen, I can be a gentleman and not force myself, but if you guys want to make suggestions, <laughs> then feel free. So. I'm just seeing uh, this is what I'm real curious about, and it's only for my personal gratification. Hmm. Where does this lip biting game go? What kind of tangled web will we weave? It's going to lead to my personal gratification. So. That's what we're hoping <laughs> for, Stephen. Yes. All right. Any other closing thoughts, guys? Since we're over three hours, it doesn't matter at this nope. point. So. Nope. I think we're all good, dude. Another wonderful program uh, uh, by the vocal minority. That's us. All right. Yep. Yeah, the vocal line. minority. Et cetera, et cetera. Hi, Germany. Thanks for listening. Wichita, reach out. What the fuck? Okay. All right. All right. Peace, peace. Peace. This is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.